Blog Talk Radio. returns week one in the books one down 16 more to go one down 15 more games to go as i tell you and will remind you throughout the season this is going to go very quickly it's september it's september 15th we're at the midpoint of the month of september and blink and we will be talking about christmas and the holidays and playoffs so you better enjoy football because it ain't going to be here long and um I don't know about you, but I enjoyed my weekend. <laughs> I enjoyed my football game. Um, I didn't get. I actually, I actually didn't get to watch as many games this weekend as normal. Some things popped up, but um, I certainly watched the Cowboy Giant game, and I watched the Eagles Falcon game, and then uh, uh, I watched as much of the Vikings and the Forty ers as my eyelids would allow me to. Um, I love the doubleheaders. Monday night doubleheader, but it it does uh, go into the wee hours of the morning here on the East Coast, and um, I was smart enough to DVR it. I was smart enough to DVR it, so I woke up, I was able to rewind and at least kind of catch pretty much what I missed, but um, it's still kind of late, but you know, it's still football, and you know, then you got to, and then, you know, you spend Monday and Tuesday when you can watching all the highlights and all the updates and injury reports and you know, what's going on after all the games are played and, you know, and so, so what we try to do here on the Madden voice is not regurgitate what you've heard for the last two days. I mean, you don't want to, you know, put in this podcast or, or click on the internet and check us out and then just hear what you could hear heard on, on sports center. So, so we're going to do our best to not repeat what you've been hearing for the last two days. That's if you've been, you know, paying attention over the last two days. Um, but as you know, I don't do this alone. One of these weeks, I'm going to have a full crew again. Um, it, it has been a very rough start for the Madden Voice team between vacations and um, just uh, I don't even know what I don't even know what to say about K Star. But I see he's I see he's here tonight. The last few weeks, though, I, I don't know. I think K Star. I'm not really sure. I think he's. Um, you know, dipping into the sauce a little bit because uh, every week I don't know, but this week he's here. Doctor Train had vacation this week. JB, my brother, is on vacation. He's on a cruise somewhere doing his thing. Um, so maybe next Tuesday for the first time 
since our very first show, we might have a full crew. Let's let's see what happens between between this week and next week. Let's just see what happens. Uh, but as you know, as I've just mentioned, I don't I don't do this alone. Uh, I do have uh, two co-hosts with me tonight. The first guy is one of the best Madden players ever to play the game. Lives on Indianapolis, uh, Pittsburgh Steeler fan. K Star, welcome to the Madden Voice. Yeah, be careful about insulting him for once. What? What? Who I'm actually you on time for once? Yeah, me. Me. Wow. I'm actually on time for once, and you're still you're throwing stones at the wrong. You're, you're here at the beginning right of the show. Right, let's just say that. Let's be clear what on time means. You're here at the beginning <laughs> of the show. You know, on, on time you were not, but you were here at the beginning of the show. Okay, let's let's just be clear. But but you're here. You're here. Welcome. I am. All right. This other guy was the EAFL Super Bowl One champion. The man with the PhD. The man with the philosophy. Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Voice. What's up, man? It's good to be back. I kind of missed y'all. Oh, it's good to have you back. Mr. Zipline himself. Hey, I see you see that? <laughs> yeah, I did see that, man. I, I did see that. I got a little jealous. Okay, maybe not. But it, but I did see it. <laughs> I did see it. Well, it's good to have it's good to have everybody back. Uh, JB is on a cruise, so um, he will be joining us um, this evening. But uh, like I said, hopefully next hopefully next week we'll have a full crew as we really get deep into the season. Um, so we're gonna jump right into this and. I, I've been looking forward to this show for a lot of reasons. But the very first reason I'm looking forward to this show is, is, is this is directed at K-Star. This is directed at K-Star. I, I have been waiting to get you on the show tonight, K-Star. Because last season, all I heard about from you was Tony Romo only had a good year because of DeMarco Murray. Tony Romo was only played that well because he didn't have to pass as much. Tony Romo, no, no T, it's DeMarco Murray. It's really about him and the offensive line. It's really not Tony Romo. I mean, he's not, look at, look at the numbers. He's not throwing, he's not a true MVP candidate. Look at what Big Ben did compared to Tony Romo. Yeah, this is what I heard from you. Hey, hey sir, how you like me now? No DeMarco. Uh, Hell, no Des Bryant for that matter. First of all. 45 pass attempts. Yeah. Some volume. They need him. You know, and that's what they're going to need from him throughout the year. You know, that's that's why I was was saying before the season began that, you know, it's going to have to be more the Tony Romo show this year. You know, by running back attrition and uh, team circumstance, and he yeah, but he no, was no, great. But, 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 but hold on, stop! No, you're not going to do this. See, you're not going to do this. You're not going to avoid the topic because you know I got you. Because <laughs> you said you said to me, it's not Tony Romo. I said no. Tony Romo has matured. He's a different quarterback. He's not the same. You said no. He's the same quarterback. They just don't need him as much now. T. He doesn't have to throw as much. He's got Demarco Murray. He's not the he no. And I said no. He's a better quarterback. He's matured. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong now after the game against the Giants Monday uh, Sunday he, night. Tell listen, me wrong. We're, we're comparing two different seasons. I mean, last year it was the DeMarco Murray show, and, then, and now this year it needs to be the Tony Romo show. And he was fabulous doing the Tony Romo show. Yeah, but you said the whole thing. I didn't say he couldn't do it. I didn't say he couldn't do it. What? I said the last year he was just the sol- or he was the backup singer, not the lead singer. That's all. Yeah, and this year he's... <laughs> what I said 
all year. I said all season. He did what the team needed him to do. They only needed him to throw 30 times a game, and that's what he did, and he did it effectively. Now, this year, he might need to throw more. And you said last year, well, of course he had, you know, he didn't have to throw as much. You know, it's all about DeMarco Murray. And I said, no, he's better. He's more mature. He understands the game better. You said, no, T, that's not it. It's because they don't need him as much. Well, they needed him Sunday night. How'd he do? Two interceptions that weren't even his fault. I, I'll give him half fault on the Jason Witten one. Pass was a little bit behind yeah. Jason. So we, we, we yeah, can say, okay. Six, right? Yeah, we um, can say that. Okay. The Devin Street yeah, I mean, one was right on the money. Devin Street just freaking, that was just on him. And, of course, Cole yeah, Beasley. It was. It was. And then it was. The what? Yeah. And, and listen, listen, props to you and your boys. I picked them to win, and let me tell you something else. And you're very aware of this. Tony Romo was my fantasy football quarterback this season. I expected a nice season from him. So, yes, last year I felt that DeMarco Murray was the key to the car that made the engine run. And this year, uh, obviously, they realized they don't have DeMarco Murray anymore. And they have to throw the ball and rely on Tony more. And he's absolutely, he was, he was great. I mean, I don't know what more you want me to say. Uh, I want you to say, T, you were right. Romo is definitely a better quarterback than I gave him credit for. That's what I want sure. to hear you. Sure. Absolutely. He's know. a better quarterback than what I gave him credit for last season. That's what I'm talking but, about. He's a, he's a great quarterback anyway. I mean, I, just saying. Yes. Yeah. I, I know Romo. That. I'm rooting for Romo this year. Like I just got here. I know he's a great quarterback, but I'm just making <laughs> what I'm going to make is what I'm I said. Like about he just held you I down and make you say uncle. <laughs> what was that, Trent? That's what I feel like is happening right there. I just feel like you just held him down and made him say uncle, right? That whole I feel like right <laughs> I feel like you just I like right. I, I feel like I just like showed up to school and I got shoved in the locker and then also I got like I got like a swirly just now, Jesus. Well what it what it was back when my day they used to give you the dunce cap and put you in the corner. That's that's what happened. Your little because you got it. And 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 I got more. I got more. DeMarco Murray. Oh, it's only one game, I get it. I know. But you know what? This is what we saw from Philly. And what we saw mm-hmm. from the Cowboys is a microcosm of where the season's going to go. Is Philly going to get better? Probably. Mm-hmm. It's probably. But is Murray going to be what he was in Philly, what he was in Dallas? Hell no. It's what I said he was. There's no way. With, with Matthews, with Sproles, it ain't happening. He, uh, first of all, I felt that Marco Murray played pretty good. I know he had nine yards, but he had a few holding calls that went against him. He looked good. He scored two touchdowns. He doesn't need a post 1,800 yards. I don't think anyone was expecting that from him. Eight carries but for nine yards? You're saying you think he played pretty well? I do. I mean, because he thought it was a factor in the fact that he – I mean, he still punched in the end zone twice, and he was a factor in the receiving game. And, again, there were some holding calls. I, let me ask you this. Let me, let me just get your take, since you're watching him now play for a different team. Do you not think that DeMarco Murray will have a good season in Philly? Do you not think that there are signs that will suggest that he will turn it around? Because, to me, it was a bad play call in the first half that kind of – Offset DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray had the lowest rushing total of his career when he's rushed the ball three times or more. Okay, um, DeMarco Murray is a north-south runner that was asked to go east and west because that's the Philly scheme. Okay, Ryan Matthews tends to be more of a scatter east-west back, and we already know Sproles. 
Sproles is that scat back, okay? Murray, despite what everyone has been saying all offseason, it was a was an ideal fit for the Cowboys' power run, 25-carry-a-game system, a, a, a la Emmett Smith from back in the early 90s where Garrett was a backup to Troy Aikman. And this is what Garrett saw win Super Bowls, so he came as head coach to recreate it. And Murray was the – if he stays healthy, which he did last year, for the most part, you know, hurt his hand, but he still played – he was the ideal. He's a power back, had just enough speed to, to do something when he got into the secondary, dangerous out of the backfield, and could pick up the blitz. Ideal for that system. He took the money, $2 million a year more. Can't blame him. I got no problem with the money. But do I think he's going to have a great season? No, not at all. There's not going to be enough carries for him to have a great season. And that system doesn't make sense for his style of play. I, well, see, I disagree. I think the system is great for him. Probably, because he's a good back. He's a great back. But it, but it's not going to be anything like what everybody's been saying. Dallas is going to regret letting him go. And it, I, I don't see I do that. think you guys will regret letting him go. Because I don't think they're going to look very good. And I don't think you guys can rely on 45 or 40 plus attempts every week from Romo. Um, Joe, Joe Randall had more, rough, had more yards with less attempts than Murray and Peterson put together. That's just Joe Randall. But, yeah, that's just Joe Randall. Still, he, he was all right. DeMarco Murray's going to get together. DeMarco Murray, and I think I disagree with you. I think the system's really good for him. It's a one-cut system, and he can make those one-cuts. And part of the reason why they got rid of Shady McCoy is because he went east-west too much, and DeMarco was very north-south. And he's and like, here's the thing. It, it was watching him. Like, I didn't think he played bad. Like, I just think the offense was out of sync in the first half and affected his – uh, rushing total. But, I mean, he also has some holding calls, and I think he will get better. I think you know he'll get better. But I don't think anyone was wait, expecting that huge 2,000-yard season from how him. Can you, how can how, you – you amaze me. He had holding calls. Do you know yeah. the holding calls is why he was able to break through and get those runs he had? That's why they hold. Uh, some, of them were, the some, some of them were questionable. There were some lots of tech calls in last night's game. All right, listen. You want you want to play the what if game? I'm talking about what happened. What no, happened? No, no. I, I, I see what you're saying. I'm telling you going forward. Nine yards, and they lost. Yes. In a yes. multi-back system that I don't think is ideal for his style of play. He just came from a team where he had 392 carries, and everybody said, including you, that he was going to wear down. He was going to wear down. He was going to wear down. Well, he didn't wear down went right into the playoffs and was very effective, okay? That's the type of back he is. And now they've gone with Ryan Matthews, who is a premier back, and Darren Sproles, who frankly is a premier back. I know he's got third down reputation, but that guy's nasty, okay? So they have a three-back system, and he is now in a rotation of three where he was the lead back. And I don't think he's going to be nearly as productive in that system as he was. He conference. won't have as many yards, but I bet I wouldn't be surprised if he actually scored more touchdowns this season. Uh, I, I'll just I'll I'll I'm gonna have to agree with the uh, I actually I, I agree with certain points of both of you, but most people would see to say he's definitely not going to be what he was in in Dallas. It's three running backs, it's a three headed monster, so it's impossible for him to be. Just not enough carries. Um, okay. Second, I don't think the, the the Cowboys running game will be the same without him. He uh, he said he was ideal fit. And I don't know what the you don't know what to expect from Randall and McFadden. I preferably like McFadden for if, if he could 
stay healthy to beat these guys started because that dude is a, and when healthy, that dude is a beast. But of course, it's the when healthy. Um, but um, as far as his credit, Atlanta defense, uh, a whole lot for that. They were they were all over the place on them. They you know didn't let them run the ball much. I mean, only only play they could get from the running back is really from Sproles, and that was passing out of the back. So. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. You got you got to give Atlanta credit. You got to give Quinn credit. I mean, you know, um, you know, this is this is a guy who, who, you know, certainly in Seattle has had some success, um, you know, as defensive coordinator. So, you know, you, you definitely got to give him credit. Um, you know, mm-hmm. but 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 that but that said, you know, this is the high-powered Eagles offense that everybody expected to come in and score 40 points. In the first half, I didn't know who they were. I didn't know what that team was. And frankly, if you ask me, I think the reason that they got some productivity in the second half wasn't the scheme per se, was the fact that the, the, the Falcons were getting tired. I think it was more fatigue than anything else. It wasn't the effectiveness of out-executing uh, uh, pound for pound the other team as it was. Them, them cats was just getting tired. And you could watch the game and see them with their hands on their hips, and you could see their stomachs mm-hmm. going in and out rapidly because they were getting tired. And that's when mm-hmm. Philly started to make their comeback. Now, hey, hats off to Chip Kelly if that's your scheme, if that's your plan, and that's what you're counting on, you know, the, 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 the boxing, you know, I'm going to take you into the late rounds and wear you out, and I'll point you. Okay, if that's mm-hmm. the scheme, that's the plan, well, he almost pulled it off uh, last night. Um, so, but I will still say, and, and you know, it's only one game. I'll admit that. But I, I've watched Demarco Murray every game of his NFL career, so I, I think I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm a pretty good uh, authority on who he is as a pro player. And what I saw last night was not Demarco Murray. That, that, that just it was. And, it, I, and let me just say this: for a minute, I was, I, it was sad for me. For a minute, it was sad mm-hmm. because he was such a great back in Dallas last year. Not just because he had 1,855 yards, but it was the impact of his runs, keeping the ball away from the other team's offense, keeping our defense off the field because we knew our defense was a liability. You know, and, and just, just, just the effectiveness, you know, even, even, even better at short yardage than a Marshawn Lynch. We'll get to that. Even better than him, the beast mode himself. And yet Murray last year was more effective at the third and ones and the, and, the, and the fourth and inches. And I looked at him and I said, man, this ain't Murray I've seen last year, which don't get me wrong. I was happy about. But at the same time, I was a little sad because he was a cowboy and he was and he's a good person. He's not you know, he's not a troublemaker. He's a good locker room person. And we needed him. And it's sad that he left. But at the same time, he made his choice. He took his money. I don't think we're going to see. I don't think DeMarco's going to be, you know, the MVP candidate last year and offensive player of the year. And it ain't going to be none of that talk after a few more weeks. He's going to be just another running back in Philly in a, in a three-headed scheme. And, you know, that's it. That's it. And that's, and that's kind of the, that's really is the sad part, the sad part about it. I really don't. I don't understand Philly's reason for paying him so much when you got when you when you're when you're gonna use two other running backs along with him and then you're not gonna use him to the same strength that Dallas used him to. You know, you the running backs gotta get a feel for the game. It's it's not you know, they'll tell you themselves, you you take me out, it, it it's it's not it's not the same. Every running back would say they, they wanna beat the premier back. 
because they get a feel for the game. They get a feel for the defense. They they know how to make their cuts. They know how to read the, you know, anywhere 10-plus carries. They, they they start to get in the zone the more the game goes. I think they're going to – I think they're going to clean that up a bit, though. I think they're going to acknowledge that in the first half they did not run the ball nearly enough. And you'll probably see uh, some doling swing the other way next week when they play Dallas, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm curious to see how DeMarco looks against the Cowboys. That's something I'm really looking forward you know, to seeing because I think he's going to have a big game. But a big game how? A big game running the ball? Yeah, absolutely. Because the thing I, with Philly is, like, I mean, yes, they have a three-headed attack. But they run so many damn plays. They run like well, like they're always first in amount of snaps per game and plays per game. Like, you know, it wouldn't be a sort of shock to me if he still, uh, you know, got anywhere between fifteen twenty carries. I think this game was more a product of of uh, just sloppy coaching in the first half. I think he's still going to get his work because you're right, he did get paid that much, and they do have enough plays for it to work out in his favor. I just think that they. Make some poor coaching calls. Yeah, but he's still going to be a... Three-quality running. I think that's part of their design, right? I think that's how they replaced the Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin, is by like, hey, our strengths are running back core. I think they're going to feature more. We'll see. Um, But I don't expect too many eight-carry, nine-yard games from DeMarco this season. Trent, are you still there? Okay, I think we might have lost Train. Um, and and K Star was Train sounding a little low to you? Yeah, he did. Uh, the okay. Last couple minutes, he was sounding pretty low. Okay. All right. Let's see. I think we got him back here. Doctor Train. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I don't know what happened right there. Someone You're sounding a little low too. Are you whispering? I know K Star is kind of whispering over there. Um, no. No. I'm 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 in the I'm in the car, but I'm about to be out in a minute. Okay. Okay. Well, I can hear K-Star pretty clear. A little more volume would be helpful. Train, you're coming through kind of low. So if you guys can, okay. um, you know, as I know on the on the archive when it comes back, and there's nothing we can do. We, we can only do. We can only fix that right now. So. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So you know. So so you know. And as far as um, you know, you know, back to the to the to the Dallas game. You know, the, the thing that people should really know is um, the three running backs from the Cowboys between uh, passing and rushing got over 200 yards. So even though we don't have that one feature back, um, their their total all-purpose yards was a little over 200 yards in it for a team that had, uh, you know, uh, somewhere around 400-plus total yards. So – the productivity was pretty good out of those backs. Um, what we didn't have, we didn't have the 23, 24 carries, 121-yard performance. And I don't know that we'll get many of those this year because this, I don't think this team is going to be built that way. But collectively, I think Dallas will be the quintessential three-headed monster where Philly is going to be that way and probably should look for more to feature a back. They've got three Backs that are equally able, and maybe not equally, but all could be features backs. But your most expensive back was the Russian champion. And as a football person, yeah, he should be getting 20 carries a game, period. I yeah, mean, that's just the way it's Exactly. Um, but, you know, as a Cowboy fan, I'm glad to see that he only got eight carries for nine yards. Um, the other issue that, you know, that we have to deal with is um, uh, Des Bryant. 
Um, Des Bryant broke uh, a bone in his foot. Um, it's it's you know if you if if you watch any of the shows, they told you it's the fifth metatarsal, which is a little tiny bone that connects the pinky to the rest of the foot. And um, you know it just isn't something you can just wrap up and. And and he can go play. No, uh, I'm sure everyone saw the video of him limping around, congratulating the team on a victory in his draws in the in the in the uh, garage <laughs> area there, whatever that was. So good for Des. Um, but he's gone. Um, you know, and I had, I had put out there that he might be gone for the season, and I got people telling me, no, four to six weeks. Listen, <laughs> listen carefully here, all you Cowboy Nation and all you football fans. Um, he may not be gone for the season, but don't believe the four to six week hype. Let's see what happens. I'm hoping for the best. I've been around this game a long time. This is a, he had the surgery. He had the surgery. Um, I think he had it today. He might have had it yesterday. No, actually, he had the surgery yesterday. They said he was going to have it today, but he actually had the surgery yesterday. And what they have to go in is actually fix it with a screw. And then they stitch it up, and then it's just got to heal. Um, and it's just a matter of how fast the bone can heal. And, um, this, this injury could go, this could go eight, eight weeks. It's just that type of injury, a little more common in basketball than in football, but it happens in, in any type of contact sport. It happens because of how they're planting their feet and how, you know, the type of shoes they're wearing. It happens. I've heard this injury many, 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 many times. And, uh, four weeks is extremely optimistic for this type of injury. Extremely optimistic. I mean, I, really... I, I want to ask, um, how come, because everything I've been hearing has been like four to six or five to six. Yeah. Why are you saying it, it will take, it, you think it will take longer? Be, be, because what you're hearing is, is, is pundits that are going off the Cowboys press release where the Cowboys say four to six weeks. Oh, Talk okay. to a doctor and ask him how long this injury is going to heal, and you're going to hear a doctor is going to tell you six to eight weeks at minimum. Because this one is the type of injury. Well, one thing I thought was interesting though is they didn't put him on that designated IR to return list, nope. which I think would keep we, him out until we. Because yeah. part of it is the body's healing power, and right. and so don't know. So you know, could he do four weeks? Sure. If he's that type of healer, if he can heal that rapidly, some people just have a natural, you know, they just heal faster. And the Cowboys like Terrell Owens. Restricted. Was that? Yeah, that's like T.O. That man. Yeah, like T.O. broke his leg and played it like two weeks later. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean T.O.'s T.O.'s example of of that. Um, you know, where where primetime Deion Sanders was not that. If primetime got hurt, he was out. Uh, great player, but. His injuries, you know, he had turf toe. I mean, he, he really never got over that turf toe um, until he retired, and then he came back, uh, you know, came back uh, as a Raven. Um, but he never he never got over that turf toe that he had late in his, uh, late in his career. Um, you know, but some, some players have that rate of, uh, you know, hyperbaric chambers and all that stuff. And, you know, so we'll see. The, the, the question we'll get into a little bit later when we look at the game, we break down the Cowboys game is the Cowboys without Des Bryant. And what does it mean for their next several games? And we're going to talk about that. I will let everybody know that they did trade a undisclosed draft pick for Raiders wide receiver Bryce Butler. Um, I don't know much about the kid. Uh, Seventh-round rookie back in 2013. 
He's caught 30 passes for 383 yards and two touchdowns for the past two seasons. He's 6'3", 215 pounds, and ran a 4.3740, which is one of the reasons yeah, I think. he's a big blazer. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big blazer. And I, I think that some of the knock on him is route running and yeah. not understanding the plays, not understanding the playbook. Coached up, and um, you know, and 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 we'll see if if we'll see we'll, we'll see. But that's who they've got to kind of give them some death. Of course, they've got Terrence Williams. Of course, they got Cole Beasley, Devin Street, um, Lucky Whitehead, and kind of round out there. Therefore, uh, you know, of course, all world Jason Witten and the up and coming Gavin Escobar. You know, what's what's funny is that when you see guys on the street like Hakeem Nicks who can't even get in, <laughs> who was yeah, once, Hakeem Nicks. So. Yeah, I kind of thought for a minute, why not try to get a veteran like a Reggie Wayne? And then I went and read up on Reggie Wayne, and I said, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, it, apparently, uh, you know, he signed briefly with the Patriots, and he just couldn't run. He's just old. I mean, he's he's all done. You know, so, um, yeah. so it happens. All right. All right. Anybody out there listening? Three four seven eight three eight nine five two five three four seven eight three eight nine five two five. You can tweet us at the Madden Voice. You can catch us on Facebook. Um, just go to facebook dot com backslash the Madden Voice. And I want to say hello to uh, any of the new Facebook followers. I did a little. I did a little ad campaign. I wanted to try it out with Facebook. Um, spent a few dollars and just did a thing to kind of promote the, the radio show via Facebook and got a heap of new Facebook likes. Um, so I don't, you know, there's no way for me to know if any of them are listening to the show, whether it be live or podcast. But if you are, Commissioner T, thank you. Um, check us out. If you like us, let us know. If you don't like us, let us know that too. We'll make it better. Tell a friend. And and, and if And if you really like us, tell your friend to tell a friend. We're just trying to make this show be... Huge. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to go off agenda for a minute because I can, and that's that's part of being the host <laughs> of the show. Um, I want to go. I want. I want. I want to talk about them Steelers. All right. I want to talk about them Steelers because we'll talk about them. I, I I want I want your honest take on after the loss to the Patriots. Is it is it worry time in Pittsburgh or are you optimistic? What did that game do for your honest not not Homer an, an expectations? I don't want the Homer K star. I don't want the I'm not gonna give you the good big bad best in the world K star. <laughs> I want the K star that says yeah, you know, here's the way. Here's how it really is. Okay, find find the. You know, they got they direct TV, and this is mm-hmm. this is Tony Romo, and then this is you know gay Tony Romo, or whatever. <laughs> That's funny. This, this is you mean you mean they're 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 different? And, you know, this is Peyton Manning, and this is high pitched Peyton Manning. I don't. Yeah, want yeah. K Star. I want realistic. Tell it like it is. Honest K Star. Well, my question to you is. If I have a positive spin, does that make me a homer? Because honestly, I do have a positive take a take away from the game. I mean, you guys saw it. We had uh, we we lost by a touchdown, and we had two missed field goals, uh, which really, really, really hurt us. Can we just and, clarify? 
Can we just clarify something? You sure. lost by a touchdown on the scoreboard. I, I think scoring uh, a okay. touchdown. Was I, I, see, okay, and, and and that's fine. But I think the game was closer than what you're what you're trying to allude that it was. I, I, because... I, I, I didn't say I didn't say that. What I am clarifying is it's <clears> garbage <throat> time. The game's over, and you guys got a meaningless touchdown with two seconds to go to make it seven points on the scoreboard when you were really down fourteen. I'm just stating that that's a fact. That's exactly what happened. Go ahead. Yeah, it, it happened, but also what happened was throughout the night, we moved the ball up and down the field. See? Uh, we had no issues moving the ball. Um, even without Le'Veon, uh, we, we ran the ball really effectively with D'Angelo Williams, who looked really, really good. I uh, believe he had 120 yards off about 17 carries. Uh, he had a really strong performance. I mean, obviously, we still missed Le'Veon down in the red zone. Um, but I, I would say our biggest issue, uh, aside from the, the, the field goals and sloppy red zone play, um, shout out to Todd Haley for the awful, awful wide receiver reverse pass. By the way, he had Antonio Brown doing that first drive when we were moving the ball so well. That was truly terrible. Um, Jesus. But anyway, uh, the receiver play was was pretty pathetic uh, outside of Antonio Brown. Uh, I got to say, Darius Hayward Bay. My God, that touchdown you had on the sideline was so atrocious that you somehow found a way to screw it up. He made a nice play, like two plays or beforehand on that bomb, and then he reminded us that he's still Darius Hayward Bay, the guy who just couldn't play. And um, so I would say that my biggest takeaway offensively is we can move the ball just fine. Our receiving play, not so good. However, help is, is on the way in the form of Martavis Bryant in a few games. And I know looking at our schedule, we can survive without Martavis Bryant for these next few games. Because we play uh, San Fran, who looked pretty good, I will say, but they played an anemic offense. And, I, and the fact that the Sears moved the ball so effortlessly, because let's call it like it is, they did. They were 400 total yards. Gives me some reinforcement that we, we can still score, and that's what we need to do. Now, defensively, <laughs> defensively it was a mess. And it was a mess for maybe reasons just outside of of, of football purposes which I'm sure we'll we'll get into. But it's what I had expected. It's what I told you guys before the game, that we would have communication issues because we were moving to more cover two-based defense. And it's a young defense learning to play together for the first time, so it's going to get better. And, again, the Steelers play, play, play the Patriots pretty well, considering all that we did not have on our field, which will be back on our field in the form of, again, Le'Veon Martavis and improving defense. And I expect the sloppy red zone play to get better, just as it did last year, uh, throughout the year. And hopefully we can make some field goals, because if we can't, then we may just be screwed. We're on our third field goal kicker already, and it's week. It was just week one. Train, what do you think? Is he is he being realistic, or is he is he spotting a little homer aid? He's like half and half right now. He's <laughs> half and half. <laughs> I'd, I'd still be optimizing if I was a Steelers fan simply because my entire offense was not there. Okay? Yep. Mateus Bryant and especially Le'Veon Bell is huge for the Steelers. Uh, I'd be optimizing simply because when they come back, you're going you're gonna to have a much, much better offense. You just will. Um, but the, the the sad part about that, that, that about that game really was the defense. I mean, Gronkowski is the best tight end in the league mm-hmm. right now, arguably. And he was left open more times than I can count on one hand, which is not right. I don't care how much miscommunication or, or equipment malfunctions you have, 
you need to be looking for Greg Oster in the ball to snap. No one else matters because no one else can catch the ball <laughs> as well as he can. I mean, no disagreement for me there. He, he, I mean, and I mean, literally, I, I would, I think there were a couple plays, literally a couple plays where he's wide open with no one five yards within him. It's like, dude, it's Gronkowski. What are they doing? So from that standpoint, still, still look really, really bad. So whether it was equipment, which they, I know there was a situation with the headsets. We don't know how true or untrue that is. Regardless, you cover uh, the best offensive weapon next to the quarterback on the other team when the ball is snapped. That's something yeah, I, I get better at doing. I, I think the one thing that concerned me was your defense. Um, you know, Haley still doesn't impress me. He never will. Sorry. Um, there were some plays, you know, that I just was like, yep, that's Todd Haley for you. Um, Ben's the truth. Ben Ben's a great quarterback. There's no denying that. Um, uh, D'Angelo Williams was a pleasant surprise. I've always liked D'Angelo Williams when he was back with Carolina. I had him as a fantasy back, and he um, – he did. He 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 helped me uh, one year. He was he was one of my backs when I won a championship. So, um, you know, it was good to see him running well. Um, yeah. You know, and I think I think your offense can only get better. But man, a defense. You know, Brady completed 19 passes in a row at one point. Um, yeah. You know, now granted, Brady's about as good as we're going to find in the NFL, and you're not going to have to play Tom Brady every week. Um, uh, and, and as Train said, you know, appropriately so, Ron, Rob Gronkowski is probably the best tight end in the league right now. Um, so you're not going to have to play that every week. So, But, yeah, you guys got to tight. You know, I guess for me it's looking at the history of the Steelers, you know, and just seeing that the days of the Steel Curtain are behind you and you are going to have to win by outpointing and out, outscoring people. You, you know, it's not going to be the days of the – you know of the the you know the, the the you know Phil Curtin crushing and shutting everybody down. It's not happening. You know it's really going to be shootouts and you know and and I think when you get a couple of your key key players back, I, I I will agree that you have a reason to be a little bit optimistic in a very very tough division, a very tough division, maybe the toughest in the NFL. Um, but you guys will be in the fight. At this point, I think you guys will be in the fight. Maybe when uh, Bell comes back, you'll you'll feel that uh, D'Angelo Williams you don't need him anymore, and maybe you know trade him some team over. In <laughs> he would be anyway, a very good fit in Dallas. He would be a great fit in Dallas, actually. He really would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Steelers. Right. Nice. Um, one question for you: How did you feel about the headset issue and your coach's comment that it happens every time they play? I am conflicted. Um, I'll put it like this. Mike Tomlin never, he is no explanations, no excuses. So for him to go on that basically little mini tangent for what Mike Tomlin can, you know, would provide as a tangent, allowed without saying a whole lot, um, was it told me that, you know, th- this is something that he feels was a genuine issue and is a genuine issue whenever they play there. The other side of me, though, says it can't, it's not just in New England. I mean, this is this happens elsewhere. You know, you get the feedback from other other coaches and teams. You know, saying that this, this sometimes just happens. However, you know, it does. It's a little fishy. I don't. 
but I don't want to be in the crowd that now everything that England does is going to be overblown and, and there's always going to be a story because I think that's that's just going on the whole other side of it where it's just fear-mongering and building up this evil empire that may not even be that much of an evil empire as we try to make it out to be. Um, but I will say that when you watch that first touchdown Gronk did score, you can see the, mis- the, the, the issues with the play calling coming defensively. The guys were holding their headsets, looking around, looking at the sideline, trying to figure out what, what call was coming in. So there was definitely some of that going on. Um, but I, it probably does happen more than just in New England because the other teams saying that you know it doesn't just happen in New England. So, so I'm gonna quote, I'm gonna quote K Star. Is this a bona fide or bona front complaint? Uh, I'm gonna say bona front. Okay. All right. I I hate to not back my coach, but hey, 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 it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. You know, hey, Lord knows I've gotten on Jason Garrett once or twice in his career, so it's all right. Um, I promise Adam from Australia, hello, Adam, hope you're well, that I would address this on the show tonight. So I posted um, a video that's gone viral that shows a play uh, Thursday night against the Steelers, and it shows the play clock running and Tom Brady making a motion and then the play clock getting reset. And people were saying that that's cheating and that, you know, here, you know, here it is. The play clock was running down and Brady saw that he wasn't going to have time to run a playoff. He signaled and they gave him a new play clock and the refs didn't catch it. And the video is is all over Facebook. Millions and millions of views. So I looked at it. I posted it on the Madden Voice. You can go see it if you want on the Madden Voice Facebook page. It's there. Because I, I it, it struck me as there has to be an explanation because that's just too obvious. That's just too obvious. That's just, that, that can't be the case. But, it, but if you look at the video, it looked suspicious, suspicious. So as Commissioner T does, I went and did some research um, and found that um, they, the Patriots were not cheating. And that it is commonplace in the NFL. Um, if if you if you there's a couple of videos out there. So if you find the right video, you will see that there was a plan. I think it was Gronkowski had the ball and ran out of bounds, and the play clock was never reset. And so the signal from the quarterback is to let the timekeepers know, hey, you never reset the play clock. And apparently that happens from time to time. And so he makes kind of a taking his arm and pushing up gesture. And that's that's a signal to the to the timekeepers that, hey, you didn't reset the play clock. So there was no cheating. Um, you know, it, 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 it really happened to be coincidental that the camera happened to be focused right on Brady in the huddle as the play clock was ticking, like in the huddle and caught him doing this. But it, apparently it's very common, happens all the time. Um, it's just not something that, because it's part of the game, so they don't talk about it. Um, so for anyone out there, and I'm telling you, this video went viral. Millions, millions, probably over 5 million people saw this video. And um, But turns out to be a, a whole lot to do about nothing. And really what this shows is the kind of the nature of the witch hunt. 
and when someone is looking, you know, people are still stinging over Brady getting away with the four-game suspension and the deflate gate and, um, you know, then the, the new stuff about Spygate comes back up again. And, you know, the, the Brady-Belichick relationship has been under scrutiny for years, and it, it it's probably going to be that way until one of them until one of them retires. These these guys, whether justified or not, it's going to be that way. Somebody said something? It's amazing how that happens, the whole um, Spygate coming, you know, story coming back up like a day before the season opener. Uh, I just think it's interesting how that timing of that works. Clearly that was by design. And well, basically what's going on is the the NFL – and the coaches in the NFL and the teams in the NFL are creating the greatest home field advantage of all time for New England because they are psyching themselves out. You know, and uh, I feel like even with Tomlin, like if he was overreacting that much on the sideline over it, it probably took his focus away from the game, which hurt us ultimately on the field. And I just think people are chasing ghosts right now. And, and again, this may just prop up New England's home field advantage even more because people are just looking for something. And if the coaches find themselves doing the same thing, then chances are, you know, they're going to have the same result just like my team did and they're going to lose. I agree. I agree. All right. Let's move on to the Bears. Um, you know, I, 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 I wasn't sure if the Bears did anything worth really talking about tonight. Because <laughs> um, they did kind of what they always do They lost to Green Bay That's just kind of the way it is You just go in you lose to Green Bay Doesn't matter whether it's in Green Bay or Chicago It doesn't matter You just, just chalk it up as a loss um, Which is which is, You know Probably eating Dr. Train alive um, You know 10th time in 11 games That the Packers have beat the Bears um, I'm not sure if and, and maybe Train would notice If Jay Cutler has ever beaten the Packers Not sure if that's He's ever done it. He maybe has one went over to Packers. Um, maybe. Yeah. Um, James Jones comes in off his couch and makes them forget that Jordy Nelson even exists, uh, former Packer. Um, but the question really is, we know what the Packers are going to do. We know Aaron Rodgers is, you know, depending on who you ask, best quarterback in the NFL. Maybe it's between him and Brady. I don't know. You know, um, I still would throw my guy in there, but we know Aaron Rodgers reigning MVP. We know the, the, the exceptional greatness that he brings to the to the game. One of the four horsemen. Um, although this year we may have to rethink the four horsemen. There may be there may be one or two falling out of that. There may there may be a realignment of the four horsemen this year. Uh, I, I'm not sure that two of these guys are going to stay four yep. horsemen this year. Um, and I think y'all know who the two I'm talking about. I think both them guys uh, yeah. may may have to be demoted. Um, and we may have to replace them with two other guys and, and make a new four horsemen. Um, but right now, because it's still early season, we'll go ahead with trains for those four guys. But I gotta ask, I gotta ask. We we know what Sh- Green Bay is gonna do, um, and we've talked a lot about Chicago, and, and we've talked on this show a lot about Chicago because Doctor Train's Chicago Bears fan. We've talked a lot about Jay Cutler because. And we've all agreed, even Dr. Train has come to the dark side and realized that what Jay Cutler does not bring to the table. I'm ask, I asked him on Facebook, too, but I'm going to ask him here on the show. You know, did you see anything in this game or after this game 
that led you to have any optimism that Jay Cutler might show up, show you and the Bears Nation something different this year? Um, I guess the short answer is yes. <laughs> but would it be different enough where it's a significant impact where the lead to where he's like uh, even in the top ten or necessarily top half of the quarterbacks? Not, not really sure. Played a much better game. We had better short yardage situations, but we also ran the ball really well. Um, and the one interception he had, uh, interception is an interception, and he probably could have made a better decision to play, but it was a heck of a play by Matthews more than it was Jay Cutler just throwing a bonehead interception. I mean, it was really a good play by Matthews. Yeah, I saw that. I wouldn't um, put that on Jay Cutler. I saw the interception. I wouldn't yeah. put it on him. That was a great play, great defensive play. I, I do put this, the one sack that Peppers had on him, I put on Jay Cutler because he had a chance to step up in the pocket and he did it. Had he climbed the pocket, it would have been – he had the whole side that that Peppers left, like, open to do it. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but he dropped right back and he just – he never stepped up. Uh, I don't know why. I don't think his play was – his his play was um, the same as what I saw last year. So I think he's a different player from last year. Is he good enough to get us over the hump? For me, that's that's still yet to be seen. I just like the fact that the offense went through uh, that forte. Mm. Actually, he was well, making I, progressions I, in that offense. I, I will say so, this. So actually, like he made progressions in that, in that offense. I actually was kind of impressed uh, because it actually looked like a functional, methodical type of offense, unlike you know what we saw last year, which was just clear out the the field and dump it to Forte underneath or Bennett, you know? Well, I will say this, and I, and I, and I was very loud and clear about this last year. When you have, you know, a top 10 back like Forte, maybe in some people's list, even a top five back like Forte, um, he carried about 24 times. That's what he should be doing. That's what he should be doing. You know, um, Marty Bennett was your leading receiver last year. The trainer and I disagree on this. I, when you have, you know, Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffries on the team last year, Marty Bennett should not be a leading receiver. I'm sorry. Okay, Brandon Marshall's gone. I get it. But this game, your leading receiver was Alshon Jeffries. Now, they both caught five, um, but, you know, Jeffrey had, had more yards, so he was your leading receiver. You know, mm-hmm. I see signs of things that last year I was saying, what are you doing with all this offensive talent? What are you doing? And it seems that this year, even even in a, in a loss at, at, in the beginning of the season, the first game, um, the, 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 someone might be addressing because Forte ran all over them, and that's exactly what you need. You know, the NFL, you know, I, I, I don't care how many times people say it's a passing league. You still need a running game. You still need yeah, you to do. a running game. And when you've got a guy like Forte who can do it all, can do it all, you got to use them. And last year, just, you know, and I know the offensive line had some issues last year too. But run your horse. And, and you know, this game, you guys ran your horse. This game, you spread the ball around a little bit more. You know, it's not Marty Bennett with nine nine catches, you know, 89 yards at a TD. You know, and like I said, no, I don't like the guy, but it ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm saying when you've got guys like Jeffrey and at last year, Brandon Marshall, two freaking studs, Man, these guys, you ain't got enough defensive backs to cover out these three six foot five, six foot six guys. So one of these wide mm-hmm. need to be going up there getting balls all day. 
maybe, just maybe, you know, you guys are starting to, your team is starting to see this. And, of course, you start off with the Packers, which is a pretty tough game, arguably the best team in the NFC right now. Um, but let's see what happens over the next few weeks over there in Chicago land. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, in, I mean the, other, the other side of the ball, for the first half, they they played Aaron Rodgers pretty well for the first half. I have to give him credit because, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers torched us to death by the time. By halftime, it was like, you know, grab your purse or grab your, grab your jacket head home. <laughs> but they they held him, you know, held him in check for the first half uh, pretty well. And James Jones made a very good catch, even with Allen Ball hanging all over him. Um, but Allen Ball still got torched later on for another touchdown. It was like, why are you giving up the slant? I thought you knew how to play pro football. Don't give up the slant. It's just too easy. But the the only thing I, I didn't like about the defense was even though they got some pressure on Rodgers, they could never get to him. So he kept making play after play after play. It was always positive. Mm. And then eventually, eventually the, the dam just broke. Mm. Like, damn. <laughs> okay. Um. The next game, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this game, but I, I wanted to make one point about the Seattle-St. Louis game. Um, I found it interesting that the whole offseason, Pete Carroll was chastised for not going for 4 one And then in a very critical play in overtime at 4th and 1, and he ran the ball. And probably, <laughs> this was probably the play where he should have passed. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Lynch got jacked. I mean, you know, and you're talking about, you know, I, I don't know if they're the best front seven in football, but damn it, they're up there. And oh, um, man. and they just they they just stuff the beast mode. Um, and so I, I bring this point up to just say this. First of all, I'm not worried about Seattle. They need to go ahead and get Cam Chancellor back in there. Um, yes. They they pay the man. Uh, pay oh, the man. They need yeah. him bad. Yeah. Um, and, and I think they'll do that. I'm not worried about them. Um, Seattle was a, was a solid team last year. I mean, um, St. Louis, they'll be a solid team this year. This, this is, you know, I'm not worried about either team. They'll both be there down the stretch. Um, but my, my, the point I wanted to make was, this is a show by the fans for the fans. I want people to see the impact that you have on this game because we did that. We did that. Not necessarily us here at Mad Voice, which is a small piece of the puzzle, but it was the fans – through the internet, through social media, through Facebook, through Twitter, through Instagram, through calling in on the radio shows and putting a lot of pressure on Pete Carroll and said, how the hell could you not run Marshawn Lynch at the one-yard line in the Super Bowl? How the hell could you not do that? And he heard it for six, seven months. Super Bowl's February 1st, right? Second month, we in November. I mean, I'm sorry, September, nine months. Seven months he's been hearing this. It hit. I'm telling you, that's why he ran the ball. I, I, and and I'm saying this, this is my opinion. I did not hear this on any other show. If somebody else said it, they steal it from me because this was my original thought. But I'm telling you, the pressure was from the fan base and from all the people that do what we do. And he heard it for seven months. He was questioning every interview he had. Pete Carroll, why didn't you run the ball? Do you regret it? What was the logic behind it? Yaddy, 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 yaddy. And now he's got fourth and one with beast mode? Yeah, okay. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm running this ball. I'm going to run this ball. So I'm just letting everybody know the power 
of fans. We run we run stuff. That's all I'm saying. That's really the only point I wanted to make. You know, it's it's week probably one. We're not gonna though. do. Was that? He said probably should have passed it though. I didn't. I yeah, he should have passed it. Uh, I think he should have passed it. <laughs> and you know. People are doing power rankings and stuff already. It's too early for power rankings. It's only been one game. How do you, you know, how do you, you know, how do you even rank people now? Um, when you did preseason power rankings, you did it kind of off how things ended last year. Now it's it's one game. We will start power rankings after week four, like we do every year. I think you need four games to Thank you. get a kind of feel for who's rising to the top and who's sinking to the bottom. It's that simple. So it's frustrating. It's it's frustrating to see power rankings this early. Because they're they're taking ninety percent of what happened last year and like ten percent of what happened week one, and it's just it just doesn't make any sense because it's clearly listen we don't have enough data points for this season. Obviously, there's a lot that we assume going into the season that already has been undone. So having power rankings this early is to me a joke. It's disingenuous and it's just all filler for the fans, but it's not anything worth reading. And I'll give you an example of how ridiculous power rankings are. One power ranking had the Eagles go from 10th to 19th. So right now, right now they're saying the Eagles are the 19th power-ranked team in NFL. Right now, 19 because of their loss to to the Falcons. 19? Are you kidding me? 19. Ridiculous. 19. You had them at 10. Now you got them at 19. It's just It's just dumb. It's done. So we're going to wait four weeks. It is. With our and, and our par rankings will be legit. They're not going to be, you know, paper. It'll be real. You know what I mean? Um, I did want to, you know, I can come on the show and I can say that I was right, which I love to do because I usually am right. I have to now admit where I was wrong. I was completely wrong about them damn San Francisco 49ers. Completely, absolutely 100% wrong. I had nothing I said was even close. I, I, I total, total, complete surprise. Um, and one reason that I'm a little upset with myself is I didn't realize that defensive coordinator was Eric Mangini. I had no idea. I love he Eric. He called a great game last night. I, and I love the guy. I think the guy's a yeah. fabulous coordinator and should be a head coach in this league. And I didn't realize he was there as a defense coordinator. I had no idea. So part of it is my own fault because I didn't do my homework. Um, and part of it was I just completely underestimated that team. Carlos Hyde played fabulous. I mean, the team looked better than I've seen them look in two years. Better than they yeah, looked. Kaepernick looked good too. What's that? Kaepernick was actually Kaepernick was actually making reads and going through his progressions and not Kaepernick just taking off. Great. I mean, the, the team looked yeah, good, looked, and and yeah. you know we, we and the Vikings just didn't. <laughs> let's, just, let's just call it like it is. The Vikings just didn't. Um, you know, Peterson, whether it was Russ, whether it was Scheme, I, I, you know, 10 carries, 31 yards. Um, we're so – we people are already saying this could be the beginning of the end. I think it's a little premature. He hasn't played – you know, he played one game last year. And, you know, let's just see. Um, but the, the team <laughs> did good at all, the Vikings. Um, and the 49 exactly. phenomenal. I, and I, and it's it. – yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I did not expect that from the Niners whatsoever. I think most people expected the Niners to not be very good, and maybe they still won't be very good when it's all said and done, but they surely looked good last night. And, um, man, Carlos Hyde looked great. The defense is really good. And 
uh, yeah, Eric Mangini did a terrific job, and and yes, sometimes you know what, and that's the beauty of the NFL though too. It's and and that's why we always watch it every week is because when you think you know, you really find out that you don't. Well, there was one of us four that actually picked the Forty ers to win this game, and that would be Doctor Train. Um, Doctor Train, oh. you clearly were not surprised. You picked them to win the game. What, what, what are your thoughts on their performance against the Vikings last night? Preseason. I know preseason is just preseason, but uh, sometimes it gives you tidbits. And I believe they were playing Dallas, but those, but that defense was flying all over the place. And I didn't realize how big Navarro Bowman, you know, because so many guys had left, but just having Navarro Bowman back healthy, I didn't realize how big it was for them. And they were all over the place. And I didn't feel like Minnesota was, even though, you know, San Francisco um, lost some players and uh, offense looked like it may have been in a bit of disarray and everyone's questioning whether uh, Kaepernick can be the same that he was a couple of years ago. I, I still didn't think Minnesota was better. Okay. Well, you nailed it. We were wrong. Um, yep. All right. Um you know, I, I added this. I'm curious. I know, you know, I just said we don't do power rankings because we wait four weeks. I'm just curious, and, and it, I mean, I'm going to call it early MVP pick, but, it's, it's, you know, who stuck out is really the question. We can say MVP because – Week, but, week you know, one, not, week but, one MVP. Well, yeah, but, I mean, I mean, who really stuck out in your mind? Pick one player in the league – that really stuck out I, that you had to say, holy cow, this guy I really, got one. really showed me something. Uh, Go ahead, uh, K-Star. You know what? Um, I actually, I drafted this man in our league, and it's not Travis Kelsey, although he looked really good. It was actually Amir Abdullah, uh, the running back of Detroit. Um, mm-hmm. I don't he, – oh, man, his, his cuts, his jukes, his, his just quick burst movement, lateral movement – is off the charts, and his first touchdown carry was just sick. And that guy, when he got yeah, underwear the field, still man. there on the on the on the field, he yeah. like uh, Weldon, I think Eric Weldon. Yeah, yeah, Eric Weddle. Yeah, he Weddle. He, and, and Weddle yeah, his draws are still there on that player. field. Yeah, yeah, and he's a good player, but my god, good player. So yeah, so the, my biggest takeaway was just how awesome Amir Abdul looked, and um, I'm pretty excited to see what he does for the rest of the year. And uh, I'm happy he's on my on my fantasy squad too. I mean that's that's just bonus points, but he looked really good. I wasn't expecting okay. that. Okay, Doctor Train, do you have one? Uh, man, wish I would have seen more more games. Um, you know, um, it's easy. It's some some players are easy to pick from, but I'm just gonna go on a on a on a, on a whim with this one just because it's early on and I can. But um, i say the biggest shocker for me the first week would be Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really did not expect that from him at all, not to play like that. And I got it. I was – I had, um, had had NFL Sunday taken in front of me, so I kept flipping back to the game so I could actually see what this cat was doing because every time I flipped away, the score changed. And Tennessee's score was going up. Tampa Bay score stayed the same. And I kept flipping back and forth, and the guy was just – he was in his own. And he looked really good. So, okay. um, yeah. He did. That, that was probably the biggest surprise for week one for me. Okay. 
you know, and you guys both picked, you know, you picked a rookie quarterback who, yep, that's a surprise because he's a rookie. Um, you picked a rookie running back, um, you know, who's not even the starter. I mean, he's still uh, second or third on a depth chart um, in Detroit. Um, and so those are good picks because we didn't expect it. I'm going to pick somebody that everyone in the stadium expects to have a great game and then went out and had a great game and could not be stopped, and that's Rob Gronkowski. I mean, this is a guy, you know what he's going to do. You know, you, you know, I'm sorry, K-Star, but this guy, I mean, he is not, he is not stoppable. He makes me think of what Megatron was like two years ago before he started with injuries and stuff. When Megatron just had that year or two where he just, you know, where Stafford just lobbed the ball up there and just, and, and Megatron just came down with everything, particularly one game against Dallas where he set some records, but I don't want to go there. But and and Gronkowski is just he's not and you know he's six seven you you know and all that he you know all TV commercials so it's like okay we're gonna scheme and we're gonna stop Gronkowski and he still goes out there and gets five six balls couple touchdowns you know makes a huge impact in the game and 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 allowed Edelman to go out and get eleven catches because now they're like yeah. okay we got to shut Gronkowski down. So they're putting two and three on him, and Edelman said, okay, just throw me the ball, Tom. And Edelman had 11 catches. I have him on one of my fantasy teams. He, I think he, uh, Edelman caught 11 out of 12, throwing his way. Um, and, and I think that had to do with the fact that Gronkowski was so dominant that they had to put extra resources on him, a safety over the top, linebacker underneath, whatever. Didn't matter. He still caught everything thrown at him. And then it also opened up for Edelman. It, it was just, you know, and this isn't really a knock on K-Star. I think I'm not looking. I got no. I got the Patriots in week four, um, you know, so I'm not looking forward to having to cover Gronkowski and these guys either. This is, they're just, it's, it's whoever has to deal with this team, good luck. They're just looking that. You know what? On. When I was watching Gronk, um, my first thoughts were, it's like the moment when, you know, they're a great player, but they're almost like, they're just taking it to another level. And you feel like, you know, you kind of have to reconfigure, like you have to like reassess their ceiling as far as how great they truly can be. Because I, I, mean, I think we all knew Gronk was the best tight end in the league, but I just feel like he has the potential to take his game even to a, another level, which is insane to think about. Because um, he's just such a freak, man. Like, <laughs> it is absurd, the things that he can do. The, the body control, just the, the pure strength, the his route run, everything, blocking, God. Yeah, and he's playing with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. That doesn't hurt either, yes. but, um, yeah, and if he can stay healthy, you know, and, and, you know, let's see how many more years Brady's going to play because Gronk's still fairly young, and um, but, um, you know, if, if, if I mean, Gronk could, could really change the way. I believe they already did this back when they had him and Hernandez. They already oh, yeah. had to. They already changed how you play tight ends with the dual threat. Yeah, it looks like kind of something similar this year. Yeah, with Chandler. Yeah. So, all right, good segment. Um, all right, let's talk fantasy. Um, and I, 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 you know, this is Ooh. tough because we're all in leagues, we're competing against each other, so we can't really get into a lot because you know we're going to be tipping our hand. Um, 
to our, you know, we got waiver wire coming up, and you know, and it's like, oh, you know, go out and grab this player. Oh yeah, let me go, you know, and waiver wires coming. Yeah, I'm fourteenth. It doesn't so. even matter. What's that? <laughs> I said I'm fourteenth on the waiver wire. It doesn't even matter. I won't get it. Well, I don't even know where I, I am. I don't yeah. even look. I just pick, oh, make my pick. I'm thirteen. Take my waiver picks and pray for the best. Um, but, <laughs> but what I want to talk about though this week is I want to talk about DraftKings FanDuel. Um, because I won ten bucks, I'm happy about it. I'm bragging about it. It's first, it's first money I've ever won doing it. I only done it a handful of times. I did a fifty-fifty. It was only I only put in five dollars and I won ten. I was pretty excited about it. Very excited about it. Um, so I just fun, isn't it? Oh, it's absolutely fun. I did it three or four times last year, but I didn't. It was just playing around. This time I sat down and actually like focused. Um, yeah. But K Star, you seem. I mean, am I wrong? I uh, talk about. Site because we actually can do one. We actually can do. We can host um, a competition ourselves if we, if we choose to. So I'm I'm thinking about it, but I'm not going to do it just yet. I think I'm going to wait one more week, and then maybe we'll dive in and do a Madden Voice Fan Duel, or or I think maybe try start with DraftKings. Um, but K Star, you're all over these two sites, and you're posting oh, yeah. lineups. And, you know, first of all, how well did you do this week? And you know, talk to us about lessons learned about you know this type of fantasy football uh, salary cap play versus what everybody else is used to—the traditional, you know, the PD, PPR and those type of leagues. Talk about the differences. Sure, um, I did pretty well uh, actually on Twitter, and I should—I'm going to post this on. Our, our site the, on the Matter Voice on Facebook. I think every week what I'm going to do is, and again I'm doing this on my Twitter as well at Ali Quick, is I'm going to post my best lineups from the uh, previous week, just to kind of gauge performance um, for it. And I, I had a pretty good week. I had, I believe, or 200 points on uh, on my best lineup on DraftKings and 157 on um, FanDuel. So I made it out. I had a really good weekend on the two sites. And how much money, money did that equate? To? I, <laughs> uh, I won over a thousand. I won twelve hundred this past weekend. Okay, that's pretty good. And how much that's did you put good. in for that? I put in four. Uh, let me just pull up my spreadsheet. I put up four sixty-five. Four hundred and sixty-five. Yeah. Okay. I got into I got into it heavily last uh, mid mid year. I've kind of picked up on it and. Pretty well, not initially, but you know it's always a crash course when you first start something that's really new. And you know the differences between daily fantasy and league play for me, it's it's more of a a, a, a micro versus macro type thing, right? Like when it comes to to daily, it's really just assessing the matchups and finding the best. I mean, the absolute best players that you think are going to have the best week while also factoring in a salary cap, which is typically isn't a part of league play. And through the salary cap, what you really need to do is is have that marriage between finding those really good players and also those cheap value players, right? Guys like Stevie Johnson, who was really cheap this past weekend, I think at 3900 on DraftKings. Um, guys like Danny Woodhead, and, and integrating them with guys like Julio Jones, who was really expensive, I think his most expensive receiver this past weekend. Um, and it's basically, you know, putting together the, the optimal lineup within this, the 
confines of a salary cap, and it's a lot of fun. And and I think actually what daily fantasy does, it can actually make you a better season long player in your leagues because it kind of makes you look at it again more of a micro level versus a macro level. Like you know, we always in, in, in leagues kind of have our guys we always start every week, right? But again, I think what what the daily league does, it makes you kind of really, really analyze and look into why this player's going to perform really well. Like, what are the qualitative reasons? Um, for the lineup that I had the most success with on DraftKings, uh, I went really cheap at running back two. And DraftKings is PPR. And, you know, so the receivers are more of a priority on, on DraftKings because, again, it's PPR. It favors that scoring format favors wide receivers. And my... my she play was Danny Woodhead at 3,800, and my thought behind it, just looking at it, was, all right, well, Detroit Lions have a great defensive line. Charter's offensive line, not so great. They're trying to throw short, quick passes. And I paired him and Stevie Johnson together, and they both were really cheap, and they hit. And um, don't pay attention to those commercials, I will say, for everyone out there, because the marketing for FanDuel and DraftKings is so scummy. They're doing it really badly. You know, they're, they're trying to make it seem like, hey, it's almost feels like a scam. It's like, hey, guys, like, get rich. This is how you can get rich. Have a scratch-off lotto ticket except for football. But the truth of the matter is you can make money on the, on those two sites just playing, uh, you know, 50-50s and, and double-ups and cash games versus other people and still have a lot of fun. It's not more fun than, you know, people do in those big tournaments. Um, so I, I really enjoy it. I think it's kind of just like betting. Like I feel like when Sunday occurs and it's 1 o'clock, it's like someone shoots that gun in the air and you have your horses and they're taking off, man. And it's a lot of fun it's just like going to the track. And it's just, it's cool. It's just a lot of fun. I, I recommend it for everyone. I think we should absolutely do it. Um, our yeah, own. And, and I will co-sign one thing that K-Star said. Uh, marketing, they're, they're doing a great job of marketing, but it is like a lotto. I mean, if if you join one of the twenty five dollar leagues to try to win the million dollar jackpot, you know you're in with fifty thousand other people, and um, you know the top maybe fifteen hundred are gonna win money, and you know, the top maybe fifty are gonna win a reasonable amount of money. The rest are gonna win a few dollars, and then the rest of everybody else ain't winning anything. I've done a couple of those, and it is really it, it is the luck of the draw. It really is lotto. Um, not saying I mean everyone's got you know hey go for it, but and one thing I will say, though, too, is what a lot of players do, like the, the quote-unquote sharks, is they put in multiple entries in those things. So maybe like having your one entry going against 15 other entries in those type of tournaments because uh, for me personally, I had eight in the million-dollar maker, and I cashed on six of them. I did really well, six of eight. But at the same time, though, it's like this is something you have to be aware of when you go into those high-six tournaments. And I think that people were much more aware of, you know, how you can actually make money and have more of a fun time enjoying that, you know, just through the cash games, you know, you can just really enhance experience and then eventually have enough of a bankroll established to maybe join one of those tournaments or two of them, you know, and, you know, play it that way. Yeah, see, I'm not a gambler. You're playing fantasy football, though. You're still picking players you think will have an awesome week. Exactly. With a salary cap. Yes, you are. With a salary cap. And that's the key difference between the FanDuel's and the DraftKings and our fantasy football is you're you're limited by a salary cap. And if you go, you're not going to be able to get all premium players. And that's where the research opportunity costs. Yep. Yeah. Right. So you gotta you gotta know the you gotta know the hidden gems. 
That's right. That's why it's That's fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, more to come on DraftKings fan of uh, FanDuel. I'm I'm leaning towards doing a Madden voice things with DraftKings. They're both very similar. Um, they're 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 competing with each other. Um, I'm on both sites. I know K Star's on both sites. Um, we may do it on both sites. I don't know, but stay tuned. I'll be emailing K Star for some help on this because he he does it better than me and has been doing it. You know, uh, you know. So he's he's gonna help me with this. I ain't I ain't, I ain't trying to do this on my own and. You know, end up broke. But anyway, I'll definitely, um, definitely help. All right, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right, okay. And last note on fantasy, um, I would be remiss if I didn't say to Doctor Train next time, would you please use some Vaseline? Um, that whooping you get. Let's down this week. And I, ooh, man, ah, Jesus Christ. I, I, it's just, I, I mean, he whooped me. Oh, my God. My dad would be so proud that you whooped me like that because that's why my dad used to whoop me when I was 11 years old. You know, he used to me like that. My dad would just shake your hand. Be like, that's how you whoop train. somebody. It was sickening. Train, how bad. Train, train, train ran a train, unfortunately. Oh, on train you. ran over me. Train whooped yeah. my butt. I, I congratulate. I, I can't even. You know, sometimes you talk junk. Yeah, well, you got lucky. Well, yeah, I can't even do that. I just got to say congratulations. <laughs> I can't even yeah. do my mind. He just whooped yeah, me bad. He was bad. a top, top scorer in week one for our league. Oh, he whooped me bad. Oh, yeah. He whooped me bad. I was still a big shot to score so high. And that, having that 14th pick, man, it's, whew. Do what you can. That's, that's a, you did well. Picking up Tyler Eifert was nice. Could this be? Could this be Doctor Train's year? Man, it need to be. I mean, I'm the ever elusive. You you have not won a fantasy championship in the EAFL yet, have you? No, and I've been running the league since 2008. <laughs> <laughs> um, even even I have a title. I believe uh, K Star has a title. K Star has a title. Yeah. You have a title. Pimmer has two titles. Remember, has two <laughs> hey, yeah. you know, Trainer beat me uh, a couple years ago. I remember we had like the crazy, like 180, 170 point game in the wild card. Right? Oh, that, oh, yeah. boy, McNown. That's that's why, just why discussion is wrong now. Ooh, uh, man, gosh. Yeah, yeah. Trainer's yeah. definitely a really good player. It'll it'll, it'll happen. Yeah, nah, he's a good player. Um, he's he's very thoughtful and very meticulous, but that's that's that PhD. You know what I mean? That's that's what they do. You know? <laughs> um, so as far as the picks go, last week, um, so it, it, last week's a little funky because we did picks on the show. Train sent me his picks, and based on the picks that we did on the show and the picks that we did uh, that Train emailed me, myself, Doctor Train, and K Star all had ten out of sixteen games. JB had eight and eight. Um, I didn't realize that since we're all on the NFL.com Pick'em, it's kind of redundant for me that I know Train was doing it last year, and I was going to ask him to do it again this year, but I knew he was on vacation, so I started it. And then I said, well, it's kind of redundant. If we're going to use the Pick'em, then let's use the Pick'em, and we'll just go yeah. off the Pick'em. There's no reason to, you know. And, and I made the change on the show that I think we should talk about every game, even though some games is really – you know, some games will be fast, other games we may, you know, but I think that's the point of doing a show is no more of this four or five games. Let's talk about every game. And like I said, I like some games idea. just make picks, other games we may chat a little bit about. But I think that's what we're here for. Talk about talk about football. Um, so train from the picks he emailed me to the time he went to NFL.com must have changed two of his games yeah. because 
on NFL.com, he got 12 right. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> I didn't know you were going to mess me together like that. There's no way I'm picking Chicago. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> let's keep it. Come on, man. Let's keep it real, bro. <laughs> I love my team. I really do. For the sake of the show, I was like, yeah, I'll take the lumps. On the pick, I was like, oh, no. Three day, all day. No, we just oh, we weren't ready. We weren't Skip Bayless over there hedging, so, hedging bets. So, hey. If you'd have been smart, you'd have picked the Patriots first week. Uh, hey, listen, I believe the Patriots were going to win, but I picked my Steelers anyway. Uh, uh, exactly. You fell, you fell on the sword. I get it. But, hey, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I have to fall all the way. Well, because you did that, it puts it puts, um, it puts puts Dr. Train in the lead um, on our pick-ems, and he, he actually got 12 right, and he's sitting there pretty – at 160 points, and um, there's other people on the site with us, but they're not relevant for this discussion. Uh, me and K-Star <laughs> are both tied with 140 points, having both got 10 correct, and um, uh, JB having eight um, is beneath us with uh, 90 points, and um, so that's where we're at. So um, now let's talk about this week's games. And um, yeah. I will count on the, the the three of you. I know JB's on his cruise. Hopefully he gets back in time to make his picks, um, to go ahead and make your own picks on the site. I'm actually making mine as we speak because uh, I might, you know, get influenced to change. So first game, Denver Broncos. And somebody said they like the fact that we're talking about all 16 games. Who said that? That was me. I like that. that was, okay, I, good. I really do. Okay. I co-signed that, though, too. All right, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad this was approved by the uh, Madden Voice Committee. I'm glad to hear that. All right. Uh, first game's Thursday night, day after tomorrow. Gotta love Thursday. You know, for the players, I feel for them. They play on Sunday, and they got to turn around and play on Thursday. Ouch. But for us, it's great because we got Monday night, and then three days later, we got football. So I love it. Uh, Denver 1 0 at Kansas City 1 0. And, you know, just real quick. You know, we're going to keep an eye on Peyton Manning, and we're going to keep an eye on Drew Brees. Um, these two backs have been two of the greatest uh, in recent history. Uh, Peyton Manning is one of the greatest of all time. Drew Brees is certainly in the conversation. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't exactly put him at a Peyton Manning, Tom Brady level of all time, but certainly and uh, he's not the, one of the greatest of all time, but he's an all-time great, Drew Brees. Okay, there's a little bit of a difference, and maybe down half a notch. But both of these guys this year, I'm not sure about. So we're going to watch them and see if they deserve to stay in the Four Horsemen. Okay, but right now they are. So one of the four horsemen, Peyton Manning, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Uh, I'll just start and say I got Denver just because I still don't believe in Kansas City. I don't believe in um, – um, I can see his face, the old Eagles coach. Um, Andy, Andy Reid. Reed. I, I don't believe in him. They got a great running back, no doubt about it, but I, 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 I'm going to go with Denver. K-Star? I am going with Kansas City. Uh, Denver's offensive line just looked atrocious. I mean, I know it was against Baltimore, but Kansas City's defense is really good, man. And Tom Ali and Justin Houston are going to come for Peyton, and um, I just don't see the the Broncos being able to generate enough offense, which sounds weird to say for a Peyton Manning offense, but I don't see it. So I like Kansas City to run the ball well and do enough to win the game. That's a trade. 
you know, I was going to go with Kansas City for this one. But uh, I look back at who, who Kansas City played. They played, <clears throat> they played Houston. Uh, they pulled it out. Um, Houston put up some points later against this, this defense, which I'm sure the Broncos are more than capable of getting enough points. And the Broncos uh, played some pretty good defense against a playoff team in Baltimore last week and held them off on top of that because the, the offense was uh, kind of spinning its wheels. So I'm going to go Broncos. All right. Detroit Lions, Sunday 1 o'clock, 0-1 at the Minnesota Vikings, 0-1. Uh, Dr. Train, you know both these teams pretty well. Who you got? Yeah, Detroit. It's <laughs> 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 not even dwell on this. Uh, Detroit. Okay. So the steel bottom of there. K Star. Man. Um, yeah, I want to go with Detroit as well. Just the way that the offensive line of the Niners moved and pushed back the Vikings front men and. I'm just seeing visions of Amir Abdul getting to the outside edge with ease. And uh, I'm going to go with Detroit at home. All right. I got Detroit, too. And uh, can we give my boy Bell a few more touches, please? Thank you. Um, <laughs> Tampa Bay 0-1 at the Saints 0-1. Um, I don't even uh, – Saints, period. Dr. Train? Definitely the Saints, man. I don't know what Lovey Smith is doing, but I'm not picking Tampa Bay. Mm. Mm. Uh, K-Star? Yeah, I'm definitely going with the Saints at home. Uh, Tampa looks like a mess, and uh, yeah, Tampa's right pretty, pretty decent. Yeah, Tampa's a mess right now. Um, like I said, there'll be some games we ain't really much to say. Tampa's a mess. Moving on. Um uh, this game is this one here coming up Sunday one o'clock game. It's gonna be a good game. The San Francisco 49ers, one and all at the Pittsburgh Steelers, zero and one. K Star, convince me and Train to pick your Steelers. All right. Uh, listen, we're at home. We have a great, a great home field crowd. Uh, the Niners are traveling from the West Coast to the East Coast. That's a tough task in itself. And the fact of the matter is, this is not the Vikings' offense that are about to see. This is the top five-ranked offense, just as it was last year, and uh, an elite quarterback waiting for the Big Ben. And, listen, they do not have any defensive back they can cover Antonio Brown. I have no doubts that the Steelers' offense is going to get it going and do enough to win the game. Okay. Train, your pick? I think I bought Yon through that soliloquy, man. That was that was cute, but uh, Niners. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't done a uh, sound effect all game, so. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I don't dig it at all. Yeah, I just think it was funny. <laughs> I just think it was funny. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead with the Steelers, um, and it's just simply because I was completely wrong about the Niners. But it was one game. K-Star makes a valid point about traveling to the east. Not really the east coast, but eastern, you know, part of the country. Steelers at home should be tougher. Um, you know, so I, I, I think Steelers are going to do just enough. It, you, 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 you can't start 0-2 in this league. You can't. 
it, 0-2 is a kiss of death. You know, there's a statistic yeah. statistic out there. When you start 0-2, your chances of making the playoffs drop to like 20%. You have like a 20% chance of making the playoffs, some weird number. So I can't see the Steelers going to 0-2. They need this game. So I'm going I'm gonna go ahead. K-Star, you got me. I'm going with the Steelers. Woo. Okay. Um, I can dig that. That would may flop to me. It may flop to me. But I yep, really yep. don't like you guys wide receiving core outside of Antonio Brown. Like, those guys just look like they did not uh, get the ball or stay in bounds or be any game <laughs> situational awareness of where to catch the ball. I, I don't – yeah. Antonio Brown might have 200 yards because it's <laughs> by necessity. <laughs> You're going to need it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, and the other beauty of using NFL.com Pick'em for um, you can go in and make and change, and you ain't got to email me and say, T, I'm making a change. Just go change it. You know, this will be our official tallyer for this season. Okay. Um, um, 49ers and Steals, we did. Uh, the Rams at the Redskins. This should be a quick one. I'll go first. Rams. Uh, Dr. Train? Rams. K-Star? Yeah, definitely the Rams. All right, moving right along. All right, Dr. Train, you're on. Chicago Bears, 0-1, are hosting the Arizona Cardinals. What you got, Dr. Train? You know, this time I'm I'm really going to pick my Bears and I'm really going to stick with them. I watched the Arizona and the Saints game. It was actually a fun uh, fun game to to, to watch, especially because I had to keep an eye on Drew Brees. <laughs> and I had to keep an eye on Mark Egan. Yeah, that's that's really why I watched it, running back. But um, I like some things that Chicago did. We got a second game at home. Um, um, Mark Egan was able to get to get some some work done on the ground. So I think Forte, who's a better running back in my opinion, uh, should be able to do the same. Um, hopefully the Robert the Robert will be a little healthier than they was. Last last week, you know, these guys were already they were probable or questionable all the way up until Saturday before the game or Friday, rather. Of course, when the season starts, you're never fully 100% healthy. But um, hopefully, we should see something better in the passing game than we did before. But this deal came out slow. But the defense, we won't be playing just like the Steelers are not playing Tom Brady every week. We're not playing Aaron Rodgers every week. So this time we got a quarterback that's a little less mobile. May may get the ball out of his hands, maybe a little quicker because he's not mobile. But Chicago Bears should be able to get some pressure because they got some pressure on Aaron Rodgers, but they couldn't bring it down. Why? Because it's Aaron Rodgers. Cosmo Palmer is definitely not Aaron Rodgers. So I'm expecting okay. a much better game by the defense. Okay. K-Star, did he convince you? <clears throat> yeah, actually, he did. Um I, I'm also going with Chicago, and I think a lot of it is because, and I keep bringing up offensive line. I hate to beat that drum to death, but it, listen, the Arizona's offensive line isn't very good. They're without Andre Ellington. They're going to play Chris Johnson and their rookie David Johnson a lot. And I think the, the Bears can control this game with Matt Forte, and um, I was encouraged by what I saw from the Bears' offense. And uh, I don't know. I don't really trust Carson Palmer in the Windy City. Just something sounds ugly about that. So I'm going to go with the Bears. Okay. 
And I just got to say, this Com K star that doesn't get riled up during the show, I'm not digging him. I'm not digging him at all. I'm just saying, I'm not. I'm sure. I'm sure I'll, I'll eventually gonna make me snap here at some point. So. Yeah, I, I'm not digging the Com Daddy Daddy Com Daddy Daycare K star. All right. Uh, I'm also convinced um, Bears are home. Um, didn't look bad against the Packers, probably arguably the best team in the NFC right now. Um, Aaron Rodgers is, is, is incredible, and Carson Palmer is not that. Um, um, and I need the Bears to do well because I have Carson Palmer as my backup quarterback. He outpointed Drew Brees like 2-1 to one in points this weekend, and I'm going to stick with Brees against Tampa Bay. And I'm not gonna go with Palmer, so I need your Bears to step up and not make me regret that I that I didn't start Palmer. All right, so I'm going to Bears. Um, Sweet. Another what should be a good game, Atlanta Falcons. I can't we all just picked the Bears, by the way. Just, just what's that? I can't we all just picked the Bears? I'm really am surprised we all three of us just picked the Bears. We all picked the Bears. Where's JB? Frankly, I'm surprised. I'm even surprised Train. I'm even surprised Train picked the Bears. Yeah, but we don't know what he's gonna do on the site later. You know, now, 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 going in, switch it back over to Cardinals. <laughs> oh, guys! You know. yeah. that's, that, that's shady train. Nah, I'm not changing this week. I'm sticking to okay. it. Okay, all right. Because if you do, I'm calling you out. You know, <laughs> calling you out this week if you do. You know what I'm saying? All right. Um, this next one is uh, the Arizona Car. Uh, I'm sorry, Atlanta Falcons. At the New York Giants, um, this should be a good game. Um, man, I don't know. This is a tough. All right, this is a tough one to pick. This is a tough one right here. Um, I probably yeah, should be the first one to go because I'm the only one that's got a t- division rival playing here. So, um, track. yeah. Um, well, you better tell us something. I'm going to go with the Giants at home. Um, Just, just, the the Falcons, the Falcons came out quick. Julio Jones, we didn't talk about him, but, you know, when when you're having conversations about the best wide receiver in NFL, we've pretty much been debating between three names, Des Bryant, Calvin Johnson, and Antonio Brown. And Julio Jones came out, Julio Jones, I would have freaky says his first name, came out and said, excuse me, did y'all forget, did y'all forget about me? Because the dude was insane. Can I, insane. can I just ask one question? Can I just, did, did Byron Maxwell get overpaid? Just, just wondering. Man. I, just curious. <laughs> I, I mean, just wondering, yeah. man. I mean, six years, 63 million, and, you know, that's yeah. top cornerback money. You're covering top wide receiver money. And you were left in the dirt five yards off the snap. Well, let, let's remember two things. One, a tough assignment. Julio Jones is one of the top receivers in this game, period. Yeah. Okay. Number two, the head coach was his head coach. So if anybody's going to know how to play Byron Maxwell, it's Dan Quinn. Yeah. Okay? Because I, I – I just coached Point. these guys for the last two, three years, whatever, how many years. So I think I think I think he I think he had a bad game. Let's see what happens. But he definitely had a bad game. He had a he had a ooh, boy. Boy. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna go with the J 
Giants, and I hate picking the Giants because I'm picking them, but I want them to lose. Okay, so this is pick. The Giants are home. Um, they they are really stinging after this loss to Dallas on so many levels. The the the, the, the Eli's decision to throw the ball away. Eli instructing Jennings not to score. Um, to just just this. You know, matter of fact, you know what? I just talked myself out of it. Too much dysfunction. They're not recovering in one week. I'm going with the Falcons. It, it's, 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 I went. You know why? Because I thought it was just poor coaching. I'm leaning towards dysfunction now. Because when when one Eli should have either one taken the sack or two they should have yeah, down and left Dallas with less clock. They didn't do any of that. And then to hear them tell someone not to score. You know, what? You're up by three. If you score, you're up by ten. Why would you say not to score? That's dysfunction. That's not bad coaching. That's dysfunction. I just talked myself out of the Giants. And Julio Jones was looking like a man-child. Roddy White was looking good. I'm not a, I, the problem is I'm not a Matt Ryan fan. Matt Ryan will give you a couple of opportunities to win the game, but so will Eli. Just Matt Ryan don't have Super Bowls, and Eli does because he's played with better defenses than Ryan has. But I think they're the same quarterback, frankly. Just Eli's had better defenses, and he was able to get to Super Bowl and win. Um, I'm going to go with the Falcons. Julio Jones convinced me to go with the Falcons. Devontae Freeman, you know, that defense was looking pretty, rough, pretty strong in the first half. But, you know, Slack got a little tired in the second half, but Giants ain't going to run that hurry-up all game. So I expect Atlanta to, to be as strong as they were against Philly in the first half all game. I'm going with the Falcons. Put them Giants at 0-2. I think they're the better team right now. Giants got some dysfunction. Something's wrong over there in New York, and they, they better hurry up and fix it. Okay. Falcons. Dr. Train. Um, wow. Uh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> you know, the Giants played Dallas tough for, for a long time in that game, but you gotta know how to how to close out games. And that I'm sorry, the way they the way they ended that game looks looks really bad. Just, I really like how Atlanta played. Yeah, they, they fizzled for a minute there. It looked like they got tired. Eagles running that that real fast paced offense, but the Giants are not going to run, they're, they're not running a really fast paced offense. And I'm sorry, Julio Jones made Byron Maxwell look like he just got in the league. Like really you just got drafted yesterday? Oh, welcome to the NFL, son. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Atlanta. Plus, that defense, Atlanta's defense looked better. Why? Quinn. Yes, sir. K-Star, what you got? Uh, this one is definitely the toughest game of the week for me as well. Um, I'm going to go with the Falcons uh, as well. Uh, you know, I like what I saw from the rookie running back, Tevin Coleman, in addition to Devontae Freeman. And uh, yeah, it is. And they haven't had a run game really in maybe since like TJ Duckett work done. My God, Jesus. DVD. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. DVD. And uh, uh vintage. Uh, and, and you know, just the the fact of the matter is, you know, Eli and the Giants. It's gonna be a high scoring game. I think the Giants come out and they play really well. But I, like you guys said, I like the way that Atlanta's flying around the ball and. um I don't feel real confident, but I'm going to go with Atlanta. Okay. Um, uh, another uh, very – surprisingly, this might be 
the toughest game of the week. You said the last one to pick right here. Another one o'clock game. The Patriots at the Bills. Belichick going to visit Mr. Ryan again. Bills actually looking pretty good. <laughs> um, um, you know, I, I, I'm going. I'm going to start with Doctor Train on this one. I know this is an AFC game, and we would normally start with K Star, but I want to hear Doctor Train's take first. Doctor Train, Patriots and Bills, what you got? I'm glad you started with me, bro. I was jumping at the bit for this man. This game is the game of the week, and it's the perfect storm. Really, Tom Brady pissed off because they're trying to ruin his name. He came back. Took it out on the Steelers. Sorry, K-Star. He learned how to cover Gronkowski. The Bills came out and shocked everybody. Andrew Luck did not look so lucky. <laughs> and Tyrod Taylor said, hey, nobody else want me, but uh, I'm here. Can I just say one thing? Before, can I, yeah. before you make it, Tyrod Taylor, let me just say one thing. What the hell is he wearing? And what the hell is that hair? <laughs> 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 All right. Himself. Man, you, you, just how you want when you win. Just don't dress like that when you lose. <laughs> Man, I'm at the, I'm at the, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going with the, with, with what would be considered the upset on this, and it may not be considered the upset, but I'm going go with the Bills. I, I like Rex Ryan, who, who has the history of playing against the Patriots. He has enough of it. He actually has a solid team. I'm, they're, they're not spectacular. They are solid, solid defense. Got a, got a, I mean, solid offense. I, I like what I saw from Buffalo. I'm going to roll with the upset on this. Okay. Buffalo, all right. Hmm. Uh, K-Star. Man. Don't be no punk. Don't be no punk, bro. I ain't no punk, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, I, I'm going to go. God, I'm going to go with New England. You know, because Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, Tyrod Taylor is a you know he's he had a very good week one, but I, I just feel like Belichick and the coaching staff are going to look and try to find something that he doesn't do too well, or just something that they're going to make him uh, put him outside of his comfort zone because that just seems to be something that they typically do with uh, uh, young quarterbacks. And Legarrette Blount is coming back, so I feel like they can actually generate a running game, or at least have balanced rush, uh, rush attack unlike what Indianapolis was just trying to do with throwing the ball. So I'm going to go with New England. Yeah, awesome game. And, and, and how do you like me now? This guy, first two games in the NFL, both home games, he gets Andrew Luck and then Tom Brady, but he gets them both yeah. at home. How about that? Um, yeah. I'm leaning more towards what K-Star said. Uh, Ryan is the is – the, um, variable here he he usually does well against belichick um but i i think the quarterback in this particular situation is just you know you're playing andrew luck okay that's andrew luck but now you're going not now i, you know, I remember i remember Deion sanders the first time he covered randy moss and they interviewed him and he said yeah well randy's got to come and play against the da da now you know, you know, and it's kind of like, okay, you're playing Andrew Luck. He's the up and coming, you know, the hot shot. But now you're going up against arguably the greatest ever. And, you know, I, I just think that it's just, he's not, it's not his time. He had his game. He played well. Now it's time for that letdown game. It's going to be that yeah. letdown at home. The Patriots going to come in and do what they do. I think the defense on Buffalo's defense is going to make it competitive. 
But yep. Brady ain't gonna go in there and lose to this rookie. He it's not gonna happen. He he gonna go in there and do Gronkowski, like I said. I, I gotta go with the Patriots. Um so, all right. Um man, I keep clicking on this damn thing and it keeps there's damn there's a ad here for FanDuel and I click it by accident and it opens up eighteen FanDuel pages. Good God. All right. <laughs> Houston 0 and one against Carolina, one and Um I'll go first on this one because I sat here and was all hard knock in heaven over the Texans and loved what I saw and raved over them and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? I was wrong. They don't even know who their quarterback is. I still like O'Brien. I still think he's a heck of a coach. Um, I love his style. I, I really appreciate him as a coach. But, you know, you don't even know who your quarterback is. You know, and literally, they, he said today, "I'm not announcing who the head. I'm not announcing the starting quarterback for later." Well, that means he don't know. He had the starter, and then he pulled him, and the other guy, you know, Mallet and Hoyer. He don't know. That's the, that's that's a problem. That's a problem. Panthers got their franchise quarterback. Um, you know, um, I mean, they only played the Jaguars, but you know, those are the games you got to win, right? So I'm going. I'm going with Cam. Oh, Cam. Yeah. Cam. yeah. <laughs> I believe somebody on this show had Cam heading into the Hall of Fame a few years oh, ago. Oh, man. Yeah. Man, is he still going? He better get a receiving core. He better get a receiving core, man. This receiving core is ugly. Mm. Ugh. All right. Well, and let, let me just go ahead and take it from here while I'm talking about my man, Cam. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely the Panthers at home. Like you said, the quarterback dysfunction is just whatever. Who cares who's starting? You know, DeAndre Hopkins is a beast, and he's going to play well. But, you know, Carolina's defense at home, Cam, yep, Panthers. Dr. Train. You know, this is one of those ones where you'll pick the team, and then the other team will find some way to win, and you'll just be like, what, really? But I'm still going to go with the Panthers. I'm sorry, um. It's it's one thing to to have a bad quarterback. It's one thing to not know who your quarterback is going to be, and that's just too much uncertainty in that area for me to go with go with the Texans. Great defense, but yeah. Okay. Um, this could be a game that, like what you just described. You pick one team, and then the other team figures out a way to win. You got Tennessee one and zero traveling to Cleveland all in one. Um, looks like Johnny Football will be the starter this week, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to uh, K Star on this one. Who do you got? Tennessee, um, a very impressive Mariota um, against you know yeah, Heisman against Heisman again. Johnny Manziel, who you got? I'm going with the Titans. Um, Dick LeBeau, coordinator in in Tennessee now, and he's very familiar with the Browns personnel and how they operate, which isn't typically very well anyway. And I was really impressed by Mariota. I think that he can keep it going, not have that four-touchdown game pace, but have another really good game, uh, and they'll just go control control the game. So we'll go with Tennessee. Okay. Trey? No, every time I pick Tennessee, they lose. I don't care whether I pick them their home or their away. So I'm just going to keep picking them. <laughs> Let's go Titans. I'm just gonna ride the hot hand, man. And plus, there's there's nothing that Cleveland has shown me to make them. Yeah, 
I, I don't see anything from Cleveland. I mean, one quarterback is getting a concussion, and the other quarterback still think he's at Texas. So, yeah, tight. How does it feel to pick your former home team? Hmm? What? Former home How team? does it feel? I mean, you used to live in Tennessee. Yeah, I yeah, I never claimed them. What's that? Sorry. I never claimed them. No, I know you didn't claim them. I didn't say they were your team, but they were your home but, team, just like the Patriots are my home team. They were your home oh, team. So I, just, I just feel to actually be able to pick your former home team. That's all I'm saying. I know you never claimed them. You're a Bears fan. All right, fine. I'm over. I don't Forget know. It. Forget it. It feels normal. Sorry. <laughs> well, when you lived in Tennessee, you could never pick them because they stunk. That's why I was saying. But anyway, all right, moving right along. All right. All right. Chargers 1-0 and at the Bengals 1-0. and Should be a really good game. K-Star, Bengals are in your division. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Cincinnati, unfortunately. Uh, that offensive line is awesome. Jeremy Hill, very good. And, you know, as much crap as we give Andy Dalton, he seems to get it done on Sunday afternoons when the prime time isn't so prime time. So I'm going to go with the Bengals begrudgingly. Okay. Dr. Train? Man, Andy Dalton, what is all about Tyler Eifert? Did you not know? Did you not get that memo? Yeah, he got his weapons. Yeah. I know I used to be high on Giovanni Bernard. He got hurt. Jeremy Hill took over. As, as much as I do like uh, the Chargers, they tend to get on to a slow start. So they got their one W, so that's cool. Uh, I'm at the road with the Bengals, man. Bengals at home. This is, this is one of those ones you just, you just got to roll with the home team. So they can... Yeah, um, I always have my philosophy of head coach and quarterback. Um, quarterbacks, maybe a, maybe a nod to Rivers based on experience. Maybe a nod. Um, I like Marvin Lewis, head coach, even though you know he's a great, great head coach. He hasn't done much in the postseason. Um, and Cincinnati's home. Um, so I'm going to go ahead with the Bengals. Uh, Miami, 1-0 at Jacksonville, 0-1. I got Miami. Are we are we Miami across the board? Can we just kind of move on? I or? think we are Miami across the board. Okay. Yep. All right. I'm 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 just checking because 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 last last week I believe um um I'm I'm looking back real quick here. Yeah. Um. JB actually picked the Jags against the um Panthers. So. Wow. Yeah, he did. So. Wow. All right, but we're Miami across the board. Okay. JB, if you're listening. Go ahead and just go ahead and pick the Dolphins. All right, don't don't be don't, 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 don't be cute. I'm gonna steal that. I like that. Um, uh, Ravens 0-1 at the Raiders 0-1. K Star. Yeah, going with the the Ravens. Their defense looks really good, and Oakland looked pretty poor. Uh, the uncertainty at quarterback this weekend with David or Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr, he may not even play. And um, frankly, if he does play, I, I still like the Ravens anyway. Okay. Dr. Train? It's going to hurt the Ravens to miss Terrell Suggs for the remainder of the year. That, that's always a huge loss, in my opinion. That's the leadership and skill. Uh, but even still, um, they've, 
they hopefully they even if their the car does come back, you know, I will still pick the Ravens. I'm still gonna go with the Ravens, but it will hurt the Raiders for them not to have Derek Carr. I don't trust anyone else past Derek Carr. You, you just need the young signal caller. But Ravens anyway. Yeah, what the hell is he thinking, stiff arming that with his with his uh, passing? What's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? Idiot. Anyway, Idiot. Um, and you know, Suggs blows the Achilles again, the same one he blew a couple of years ago. Uh, God bless him. Godspeed. Hope he can come back and, you know, he's 12 years in the league, so we don't know how much time he had left anyway. But um, it was a great shame. player. What's that? So he's a great player, and don't get me oh, wrong. Great. Like, it's cool that the Ravens aren't as good now without him. But at the same time, I want him to play. I want, you know, with the Steelers-Ravens rivalry, like, you want the best players there. You don't want to be, like, having excuses. So I, I think that sucks. I really do. It was, it was a bummer to see him go down. I enjoy oh, the rivalry. He's a great player. I mean, you know, and, and, you know, I just wish him the best in, in healing, and hopefully his career isn't over, you know, having blown the same Achilles the second time. Let's hope he can make a full recovery and be back next year. Um, all right, my game of the week, the Dallas Cowboys 1-0 at the Philadelphia Eagles, um, Sunday at 425. Uh, it will be on Fox, and I'm pretty sure. You can count on uh, Troy Aikman and uh, Jack Buck calling this one. Um, you know, obviously I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Um, there's no Des Bryant. There's no DeMarco Murphy. But the, he's on the other side of the field right now. Randy Gregory, who looked uh, almost unblockable on the, on the right defensive end, is not out for four weeks. Rookie, but incredible. He's my partner, but he did. Um, he's out. Um, you know, uh, Ronald McClain is out, for, you know, four game suspension as well. Um, there are pieces missing in the Dallas Cowboy puzzle. Um, the reason I'm going to pick them is, one, they they understand Chip Kelly's offense. They know DeMarco Murray better than Chip Kelly knows DeMarco Murray. And granted, Murray's going to want to but everyone on that defense is going to want to stop him from having a big game. This is this is personal. You left us. You took the money and ran, bruh. We was your team. We were your homeboys. And you took the money and ran. Now we're coming into your house. This is definitely personal between the Cowboys and Murray. All the sideline, ha ha. That's over. Now it's time to stick a hat on. Um, they know how to play that fast. Yes, they were they were beaten pretty good at Thanksgiving, but they turned around and came and beat them, won a division, and sailed into the playoffs while Philly did not make the playoffs and tanked the last several games of the season last year. Um, we saw what Romo can do without Dez, without, you know, uh, um, the feature Murray back with the multiple running backs, and I just think that Dallas has a chance to make Philly 0-2 and to beat them at home. This game, if Dallas loses, big deal. People expect them to lose, right? Most of the that Philly, Philly was favored by four, and then Dez is out and went up to six in Vegas. Philly's favored by almost a full touchdown, which in the NFL is a lot. Everyone's expecting Philly to win at home against a, a depleted Dallas team. Well, Dallas knows this. They know that they're not giving it. But guess what? If we can go in the field, beat them on their own field, make them – they may never recover from that. I'm not going to say that this season is over. It's way too early. But the psychological impact of going – they're healthy – of bringing a healthy team into Philly 
and losing to your arch rival who you spent the whole offseason gunning for, planning for, even took their all-world running back from them, and then you go in and lose, they, 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 they may never recover from that this year. And Dallas knows this. Garrett knows this. Rod Marinelli knows this. Scott Linehan knows this. Tony Romo knows this. They're going to go in amped up. They're going to put a scheme together to keep the ball away. Look for 35 to 38 minutes of time of possession for Dallas. Keep the ball away from Philly. Look for that defense to play fast heads like Rod Marinelli do. Look for that defense to be ready. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. But Dallas, this is this is the game you can you can take control of your division in the second week of the season. Dallas hasn't had this in a year. Exactly. Knowing that Dez will be back later in the season. Randy Gregory, you know, Orlando McLean. These guys will all be back in a few games. Uh, Greg Hardy. How can I forget Greg Hardy coming back after week four? So, they got to win this game because I'm going to tell you, they got the Patriots coming up. They got, I think, um, they got, I think they have to go to Atlanta. Uh, this, they have to win this game. They don't have to win this game, but this game could send them. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm Dr. Train. Dude, that was nice. Nice of it. You about, you almost convinced me. Um, this is actually a tough one to pick because on one end, I actually actually still like Dallas minus, minus Dez Bryant. If they had Dez Bryant, I, I, I'd, I'd pick him hands down. But, um, um, even though Byron Maxwell did get torched by Julio Jones, you know, outside of Dez Bryant doesn't have another Julio. Dallas doesn't have Julio Jones, so he got a Dez Bryant. Whew. Um, uh, for right now, I'm going I'm to I'm go with Philly. They're at home. Um, I, um, I, I think it'll be tough for Dallas to overcome the injuries against a, a rivalry uh, at home. So for right now, up until 11.55 on, well, well 9.55 here on Sunday. How <laughs> 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 they changed the Cowboys. <laughs> right now, I'm picking Philly. Get you tea. That's cold. <laughs> you heard that, right? You're right. Yeah. I wish I get a chance to hold. <laughs> That's a jerk. Train's probably at Waffle House right now, man, because this dude waffles so much. <laughs> he is a waffle already. Seriously. Oh, my God. Seriously. Oh, wait. All right. Um,. All right, K Star. I know. I know yep. K Star's gonna pick. I yep. The Marco Murray. This is the listen. This is the Marco Murray revenge game. This is. Let me tell you something. This is Marco Murray might be in all my FanDuel and DraftKings lineups, and I'm pretty good at that stuff. Get, just give me DeMarco Murray all day this Sunday. I'm sorry, T. I'm sure you'll get your revenge later on in the season, but not this. Not this Sunday. Not in Philly. Not with the no 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 Des Bryant. That's be a tough uh, obstacle to overcome and. Uh, listen, DeMarco Murray might have got nine carries because he's about to get 20-plus. Because DeMarco Murray felt slighted the fact that the Cowboys weren't offering him what was market value. 
Yeah, but but De- DeMarco Murray – it had he not had an 1,800-plus-yard year with the Cowboys, he wouldn't have been able to go and make what he's making with Philly. He need to be thanking these He need to be saying, I appreciate the opportunity you gave me, Mr. Jones, because it's what he did in Dallas last year that allowed him to go make that money that Dallas just couldn't afford to pay him. It should be, no, it should be not one bad yeah. blood on his part because he got paid. Yeah, but you know what? You guys were not willing to pay him very much. Six, it, they offered him six. Yeah, they'd rather pay Cole Beasley. What's that? So you guys were more willing to pay Cole Beasley? No, no, we weren't more willing to pay Cole Beasley. That's completely not true. But, but you know what? Offered- but that's, that may be how he will look at it because you know that's what athletes do—they motivate themselves. Yeah. Um, he got offered six million. He he took eight. Ugh. Good for him. But he shouldn't have any bad blood because it was his performance in Dallas that allowed him to go make that eight million. He should be he should be over there patting freaking Tony Romo on the back, saying thank you. Anyway, all right, we got one. And then, and then Joseph Randall. By the way, Joseph Randall did not do uh, any any favors, saying that he left a lot of meat on his bone. Well, DeMarco Murray about to show him well, how much meat. He, you know, DeMarco Murray about to take that damn bone. Shove it up his ass. Watch this. Watch this Sunday. I'm telling you. I am telling you. Listen, listen. First of all, he wasn't talking to Murray. He was talking to. Uh, he's trying to get a starting job on the team. And what else is he supposed to say? The guy's gone now. You left. What? My, I got. No, my, I ain't got no more loyalty to you. You left. You know. Yeah. I, I'm sure Murray had no problem with that. You know. And and frankly, he was right. If you watched Murray play last year, there were many runs where it looked like Murray could have did more but was looking for contact. I said it during the season. So, frankly, the comment was right. So, if Murray took exception, oh, you know what? Just, just go. Fine, Murray. If, 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 fine. If he's got a problem with Dallas, fine. Then let's go play. Let's settle it on the field then. If you got a problem with the Cowboys, who is the team that helped you make the money you're making right now, but now you got a problem with the Cowboys, then bring it. Bring it. You got gonna have to do better than eight carries for nine yards. That's all I gotta say. Just try. Just make sure you outrush the guy that said there's more meat on the bone. Just make sure. Oh, you no, do he it. will. Well, let's see. Let's see. All right. All right. All right. Seahawks at the Packers. Sunday night football. Um, Doctor Train. I'm very curious your take on this one. Man, I'm going with Seahawks. One reason. One reason only. Simply put. I watched our game from beginning to end. T, you actually asked me, you know, how the game go. I didn't see Cuddy. That cool. But I watched the defense. I told you we were we we got pressure on Rodgers, but we couldn't bring him down. Bad coverage, pretty good, with the exception of the touchdown passes. What about those? It really was. It was actually there were, there were actually times where Aaron Rodgers had to hold the ball and he had to make a play with his legs, move around in the pocket. I mean, the receivers wasn't just running all willy-nilly. They're playing an even tougher defense. Right now, I'm going to roll with the Seahawks, hoping that they find, hoping that they bring Cam Chancellor on. But even if they don't, uh, I still think that secondary will hold up against uh, the Green Bay's wide receivers, minus Jordy Nelson. Yep. I just can't see, you know, Seahawks going home too. So, and I don't like the Packers. I'm going off on the <laughs> but Anyway, Seahawks. Okay. Yeah. Um, K-Star. 
I too am going with Seattle. Um, I don't know. I just think that that Jordy Nelson loss is really going to be a big part of this. I don't really see, you know, obviously Sherman's going to take his side away, and and the other side, the other outside uh, corner slot, you know, I mean, it's they're going to run James Jones out there, and James Jones can make plays and all that stuff, but that the pass rush is going to get to Aaron Rodgers, like what Train was saying. He's never had that much time. And you know it's it's listen it's tough for Seattle to, to beat to have Seattle lose two games in a row. I feel like it's gonna be a big Jimmy Graham type coming out party on Monday, on Sunday night football. Um, so I like Seattle. You know, as I look at the schedule, um, we could have a situation. I could have a situation where the Dallas Cowboys are two and zero. Green Bay Packers are 2 and 0. The Seahawks, Eagles, Giants, and Redskins are all 0 and 2. It's it's possible. Um, and I'm picking along those lines because Aaron Rodgers is the real deal. He's better than Russell Wilson. James Jones has taken care of the Jordy Nelson worries at least for one week. Um. I think coaching here is a wash. They both won a Super Bowl, both good, solid quarterbacks. Um, but, you know, that Pete Carroll fourth and one call last week, followed by, preceded by the Pete Carroll fourth and one call in the Super Bowl. Can't see Mike McCarthy making those mistakes. It's going to be a close game. It's in Green Bay, which is a very difficult place to play. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a good game. And it's going to come down to a play or a call, and I have the confidence that if it comes down to a play or a call, that Green Bay is going to have the edge in this one. And so I'm going with the Packers. And let's not forget, you want to talk about revenge. I mean, we talk about Murray wanting revenge, right? You know, I mean, there's no bigger revenge game on the schedule than the Packers hosting the Seahawks. There's no bigger revenge game than this one. So, um so yeah, this one, you know, I think that should be the theme this week. It's going, it's about to get personal because <laughs> it's got a lot of games that we can look at and and come up uh, with a theme of it's it's going, it's about to get personal. Um, and I think this is one of them. So I'm going, I'm going against you guys. I'm going with the Packers. And don't let me come on the show next week and the Cowboys are two and zero and the rest of the division is zero and two and 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 the Seahawks are zero two. You, as a matter of fact, I, I may have to have one of y'all hosts because I'm just going to laugh through the whole show. <laughs> I mean, to say, when y'all want to show, I can't talk. I'm gonna be laughing. I'm gonna be laughing. Um, all right, last game of the week. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm just thinking ahead to how much laughter I may have next week. Um, <laughs> the Jets, 0-1 Monday Night Football at the Colts. I'm sorry, the Jets 1-0 at the Colts, 0-1. And who could, who would have thought that the Colts could start off the year 0-2 as well? Um, K Star. Oh, man, they're going to start 0-2. Uh, I like the Jets. I mean, there's going to be no T.Y. Hilton. So that leaves Jarrell Revis. That official? Uh, going, yeah, unfortunately, because, you know, I have T.Y. in our league. Um, apparently, he's supposed to be out for a few weeks with that bruised knee. So when I look at it, and I just think of what Jarrell Revis is going to do, probably match up against Andre Johnson, if not maybe Moncrief. And um, the Chris Ivory was really impressive, and uh, the, the Colts, Look like they still have problems against the run, and uh, I think Chan Gailey's going to spread them out, run the ball, and um, Brandon Marshall looked pretty good, and Fitzpatrick looked competent. 
and the Jets are at home. Yeah, like, or I'm sorry, the Jets are on the road. Uh, despite all that, I still like the Jets to win the game through the running game and defense. I'm sorry, I'm looking up T.Y. Hilton, and I got one of those auto play on. Okay, so you're going with the Jets. Uh, Dr. Train. Dr. Train? Dr. Train, are you there? Did he mute himself? Uh, he's showing here. Dr. Train? Sorry, Falling sorry, up. sorry, sorry. <laughs> Sorry. All right, uh, Jets at the Colts. T.Y. Hilton. Did you, is, is he really out? Well, website has him listed day-to-day, but... Because um, I thought it was like it's possible that he could play. Touched my knee, and it was really numb. I felt a lot of swelling. It blew up on me real fast, just hurting, sort of touch. I should be all right. I feel better, actually a lot better. Going on like... My fourth treatment now. I haven't felt that before, so it was really scary. Um, Ursay said he felt Hilton could miss some time. Uh, all right, so I, 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 it, I think it looks like it's leaning towards him not playing, but they haven't they haven't made it official yet, according to what I'm reading right now. If he's playing, he's going to be hurting. You know, that's the thing, too. He's not going to be 100% by any means if he comes back. For this All right, game. absolutely. Absolutely. It's just hard seeing what's things going on, too. But, really, you made it You made a valid, you know, you, you make a point with how well the Jets are playing in his top holes, and it's definitely a defensive team. Uh, so, Andrew Look, as good of a quarterback as he is, he really needs a run game to compliment him, and he, and he doesn't have one. I did not realize that he only had 100 yards rushing performance along with you in all the games that he played. You only had yeah. one yard rushing. Wow. And running backs. You know, in his career. True, but you know, maybe Frank Gore proved us wrong, somehow, but he's, he needs some somehow help. Somehow you just, you, and even if you don't have a solid running back, you sneak a few hundred yard rushes in there, you know. Yeah. So Trent he only had yeah. one. <laughs> so, that, that explains it. Well, in that case, uh, where are those Jets? <laughs> okay. Um, this is one I may change by Sunday or by Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to watch the T.Y. Hilton injury and see if that improves at all. Sometimes these injuries, you know, they look at him on Tuesday, and the guy looks like he can't play, he can't walk, and he's in a walking boot, and all of a sudden on Thursday he feels great. Um you know, um, and he's still a young player that can recover fast, so I'm going to keep an eye on that. Right now, I'm going to pick the Colts, though, because they're home and because um, I, I think Gore still got some tread left on the tire. I think they're going to they're gonna give him the ball more. I think he's going to run hard, and I think I mean, Luck can't have a bad game like that two weeks in a row. Um, you know, uh, and, and they're home, so – you know, I, I, I'm i going to go. And who's the Jets quarterback? Is it Fitzpatrick? Um, yep. Yeah, I, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I know he's a stopgap. I know he's, you know, he's a temporary. But, you yeah, know, I can't I can't pick Fitzpatrick and Bowles over Pagano and, and, and Luck right now. I can't I can't do it. Bowles is, is going to be a great coach in this league, I believe. And we had him in Dallas as a defensive secondary coach. And he was he was fabulous. Um 
and I believe he was the Cardinals defensive coordinator, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And he's fabulous. Yeah. Um, so he's definitely, you know, he's, he's going to be a great coach in this league. Um, but I got I got to go with the Colts. I can't see them. And and again, I'm looking at a lot of teams that are looking at 0 and 2. And these are, you know, if, if you look up and down the schedule, you know, you've got the Colts, you've got the Seahawks, the Eagles, the Ravens. You know, these are playoff teams that are sitting there looking at going 0 and 2. Um, and and they're all not going to go 0 and 2. Steelers, you know, it's all playoff teams looking at 0 and 2. It's not going to happen. These some of these teams are going to pull out wins. So I'm going to go with the Colts on this one. All right. Good show, guys. Any last words? Awesome. K-Star? Uh, not really. Uh, just looking forward for the games this weekend. And, uh, hey, man, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of meat left on that bone from uh, Monday night. Marco <laughs> Murray's coming at you, bro. Hey. <laughs> Hey, I'm ready, man. I've, I've, I'm I'm getting a big platter of chicken wings Sunday, 425. Yeah, this is a great, um, great set of games. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, uh, Dr. Train, any final words? Man, just say I'll be able to watch every Bears game this season. You know what I'm saying? My lady got in and fell Sunday ticket for me. Okay. Technically, I'm paying for it. But Good for anyway. her. Okay. Yeah. 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 But you I'll, know, I'll and, be able to watch every. But. And I'm glad you said that because I was just sitting here thinking that um, this may be the first time in the history of the Madden Voice that all of the hosts are happily involved and are happy in their relationships. This may be the first time. I know, you know, K-Star is seconds away from being married, <laughs> um, unless, unless I miss <laughs> He's okay over there. I know I've talked to Train. I know he's got a new love in his life and loving it. Um, my brother's on a cruise with his honey right now, so that speaks for itself. And um, you guys have probably seen my Facebook stuff. You know I'm doing pretty well. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but um, I'm not doing any shout-outs. Yeah. <laughs> you, hear, you don't hear me shouting out, right? Just <laughs> right. Yeah. So, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, we ain't doing none of that with this. Yeah, you ain't repeating that. That's yeah, no. No. Um, <laughs> so, but I will say my, my my honey's going away for the weekend up to Cape with her girlfriend. Um, so this Sunday, last Sunday, I had to do double duty. We went shopping the first part of the day, and um, then I was able to catch football the second part of the day. But this Sunday, um, she's gone. So <laughs> I will be watching football all day. And the other thing I want to say, um, well, obviously, JB out there on his cruise down there in the Caribbean somewhere. I hope you're having a great time. Um my my oldest daughter will be 19 on Saturday because so I just had one turn 15 Woo-hoo. and wished her a happy birthday a couple weeks ago. And now my oldest daughter, she's in college right now, and um, I'm going to play this for her when she's here and we're having a birthday party. She's coming home Friday and we have a birthday party at my house on Saturday. So I'm going to play this for her. So Melina, daddy loves you. I'm so proud of you uh, buckling down in college. She's her first year in college, Western Connecticut State University, and she's doing really well. And she's going to be 19 um, Saturday. So um, happy birthday, Melina. So that was really it. That's all All I want to say. All right. Okay. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next Saturday. What was that? I got hijacked. (laughs) You got hijacked? Yeah, you hijacked my last words. It's like, oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs>
Oh, I'm sorry. Did you? Did anyway, more? Yeah, of course. Go I got a whole thing written out, man. I got a whole little speech in front of me. You got Go a theme roll, nah, bro. Just kidding. Oh, okay. Just kidding. I'm about nah, to say, oh, man. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really want to say it's, it's about to be an exciting football team. Even though I have, I really have zero expectations of my Bears. I think they'll be fun to watch simply because it's a different coaching staff, totally different players. None of these dudes are I'm a favorite player except for Matt Forte. He's the only guy I like right now. The rest of them, I don't, I don't know who these guys are. Well, Alshon. Like how long? Like Alshon Jeffrey. Like that guy, too. Alshon, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I need to do it a third year. It's a contract year. Come on, bring it. Oh, wow. I need it. Get the hamstring injury. You know what? You'll, yeah, probably, happier than, you'll probably be happier. You can't fall in love. You cannot fall in love with offensive players too fast, man. Matt Forte has proven himself. You know, you can't fall in love with offensive players too fast. You got you to gotta give him a minute. So, I do like Alshon Jeffrey, though. Anyway, it's going to be an exciting football season. As you see, it's tough for us to pick these games. It's only week two. Oh, man. Next week. That's kind of a struggle. <laughs> yeah. I'm sweating. All right. That's all I got to say. No, I have a very valid points, and you're right. Um, parody in the <laughs> NFL. Parody is, I mean, that's the key word. Um, and, and, and just as a, maybe a final note, stay tuned because the rumors – of cutting preseason back to two games and extending regular season to 18 is catching a lot of steam. Um, and if you will recall, we had Dwight Freeney on the show a couple of years ago, uh, Super Bowl champion with the Indianapolis Colts at the time, and we asked him, and I have, I have the clip um, um, somewhere here where we asked him about the um, – you know, how he would feel about that. And he, uh, on, on no uncertain terms, was completely against adding two more days, uh, two more games, I'm sorry, and, and and really just said, you know, um, let me see if I have that clip. Hold on. Let me see. This might be it, right? I'm going to play this real quick. It's one of these two clips, so bear with me. Like it. Like it. Does that get you ready? Or is, that, is that getting you oh, comfortable? Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I really don't. Yeah, I really don't hear that. <laughs> More. I don't think that was it. I think it's this one. <laughs> All right, I got a question from the from the audience here. Um, a guy that goes by the name of EAFL Train. Oh, actually, Train is going to join us. So he's going to ask you a question. Which is a question I was going to ask. But we're going to let him ask. So um, on the line with us from also from the EAFL, uh, we know him as Train. I think we got him here. Yep, Train. Yeah, I'm here. You are on okay. with. You are on with the one and only Dwight Freeney, and you have a question for Mr. Freeney. Yes, I do. How you doing, Dwight Freeney? I'm doing good. How you doing? Good. My question uh, is about the potential uh, change to 18 games per season versus 16. Just wanted to know how you felt about that. Well, um, to be honest with you, I don't like it. And that's just me being blunt about it, just because, you know, you're used to doing certain things a certain way, okay? 16 games, you know, for them, that was what it was. I don't know when they changed it over to 16, but that's, I mean, all the records, all everything is based on 16, 17. To turn to 18 games, I mean, just from a, you know, a statistical stat, you know, comparing generations, it becomes hard all of a sudden you say, okay, you got to compare from 18 to 16. Well, 18 is, you know, it's kind of like when you, back in the day when they had, you know, boxing was 15 rounds or 16 rounds, and, you know, now it's 12. It's kind of like, well, these guys didn't fight as long. And so from a generation-to-generation generation standpoint, but from a, from a perspective, from a player perspective, just in general, how it is on your body, 
16 games, people don't realize your body is just is being put through so much trauma. It, it's really trauma is just happening all over. It's like every collision is like a minor car crash, right? So you're really just trying to listen. I'm just trying to make it through the season here, right? You add on two more games at the end of the season, it makes it even worse. You're going to have guys hurt in the playoffs, you know, and, and some guys can't even last the whole season. Never mind, you know, that's 16 games. So that was uh, formerly known as EAFL Train and later on Dr. Train asking our own our Dwight Freeney about the 18-game season. Um, and as I was like you can see, Kenny Stewart when I asked that, man. That was pretty, was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. See that? See that? Um, so stay tuned because that's picking up steam again that they're really considering cutting preseason to two games and adding two games to the regular season. Um, and we already hear one superstar player. I think he's. I don't think he's playing anymore. I don't know if he's still with the Chargers if he's retired, but, um, he, he, you know, he didn't like it. So it, it, that'll be interesting. So stay tuned. We'll keep our eyes on that. But anyway, uh, we ran long today, but it was a good show. So let me get our, let me get us on out of here. Till next Tuesday night, 9 o'clock, uh, for Dr. Train, for K-Star, and for the missing JB. We should be back to full strength next week. So everybody enjoy the games this weekend. And uh, most importantly, as we always say, all feuds will be settled on the field. We'll see everybody next week. Good night.